0: Good. We can finally start the big meeting. Donnie? Chuck? Let's begin, shall we? Shall we? This box contains over 217 bits and pieces of information. Evidence. Exhibit A. A photograph
1: of the victims. My bike and me.
0: Exhibit B. Another photograph. What's missing from this picture? It's just me. Without my bike. Is this something you could share with the rest of us amazing, Larry? Exhibit C. The horn I was picking up. At Chuck's bike Gorama When my bike was actually stolen. Ah. Exhibit D. Jimmy. What is this? Too late. Jeff. Uh, looks like a pen. Exactly. I bought this pen one hour before my bike was stolen. Why? What's the significance? I don't know. Exhibit Q. A scale model of the entire mall. (laughs) X marks the scene of the crime. These arrows here show the exact position of the sun in the hour of the crimes. Jupiter was aligned with Pluto. The moon was
2: in the sun. Please, please save your questions until I'm through, Chuck. Well, when will that be? A long time we wait. We've been here for over three hours now. And I'm not sure if any of us can see what all this is supposed
3: to mean. Supposed to mean? Supposed to mean... <laughs> I think everyone here knows what this is
0: supposed
3: to mean.
4: Eight minutes and 15 seconds after the hour of 11. And this, the month of February in the year of our Lord, 2009. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM 970. The talker this, my friends, is the Rick Emerson cavalcade of amusements and laughter. Thank you for uh, joining us today. It is 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Seven three three two nine seventy. if you'd like to join us with your comments, questions, clarifications, ruminations, ponderings, musings of an ironic nature, whatever it is you might have
2: on this Thursday.
4: It is uh, 503-733-2970. Uh, Richard Bristol's nowhere near. He's not He's not anywhere near the rumor he's going to be screening phones because he's going to be watching something very special here in just a moment. <laughs> now, we meant to get to this he's yesterday. Pretty
5: excited about
4: it, so. He's already pumped. As well you should be, Richie. No, no, no. It's going to be quite an experience. I mean, I haven't watched it. And I am not. I won't be watching it. But uh, you'll be watching it. Yes. So we meant to get to Video Rodeo yesterday. And there's so much stuff going on yesterday. We did. It, 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 Katie Darrell and then Dave Schmitke was here. And Dennis Pitsenberger came in. And it was just a whole ball of chaos. I mean, it was cool, but it was just busy. So we got a couple of things that we didn't get to yesterday that we will get to today. Uh, the undead survival question will be gotten to today. And then video rodeo and Richie Bristol is going to be the first one to try it and then David Walker, whether he knows it or not uh, when David Walker gets uh, here later on today in the noon hour, he'll be watching it as well at that point we will then throw open the doors to listeners to see who wishes to endure the video for fun and prize. it's uh, 503-733-2970 so we will be uh, getting your calls, comments and everything throughout today's uh, throughout today's extravaganza we would like to email, you can do that as well, it's Rick at rickemerson.com rick at rickemerson.com uh, Sarah at 970.am or Richie with a T at 970.am Here's what else is coming up today Cena radio correspondent to the stars Lisa Desjardins will be joining us uh, We'll also talk to Cena radio correspondent James Roop. Dorothy Carcessary for the National Enquirer will be on the phone with us later on David Walker will be uh, here uh, sharing news and amusements with the people and Tim Criswell uh, Tim Criswell from the house of reptiles joining us in the two p.m. hour but not really about anything reptilian in nature i talked about this a bit yesterday we had him on outlook portland i don't know about a month or so ago because before he started you know running the house of reptiles he was a psychologist for thirty years and so here's the thing it's just that everybody everywhere is going crazy sometimes more quickly than others maybe you're just a little crazy maybe you're a lot crazy but i would say right now that about ninety eight percent of the people you pass on the street every day are in some stage of a Mental catastrophe. So uh, so psychologist and reptile salesperson Tim Criswell is going to join us in the studio in the 2 o'clock hour. And he's going to answer the question, exactly how crazy is everyone here and everyone in the country? And then he's going to talk about the United States of America as though it were a single mental patient in his office. So like if, like if the country were to walk into his office and sit down and go, I don't know, I just feel so nutty. Like what would he, how would he analyze the country if it were a mental patient? So there you go. So that'll be in the 2 o'clock hour. Tell 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 you friends. Uh, let's see what else. We got uh, more Friday the Thirteenth tickets. We're going to be giving away uh, today. You can actually go out and you can pick those up, ladies and gentlemen. You can go uh, pick those up for yourself. I will give you all the details on that here in a moment. We'll have another installment of Happy Valentine's Day or not. Uh, your chance to win a seventy-five dollar gift card to Pro Flowers dot com. You go to 970 AM. You click on the Valentine's Day or not banner. Type in your breakup story, 200 words or less. If we read it on the air, you win a seventy-five dollar gift card to proflowers.com. dot com. So uh, we've gone through a few days of having Sarah Dillon share her breakup stories today, David Walker, and then tomorrow. Does
5: he know that he's doing this yet? No,
4: no, he does not. Sarah. <laughs> uh, and then tomorrow, Aaron Duran will be sharing breakup stories because you know that guy's got a million of them too. I'm just going to read this one observation because this is Monday, Tuesday, and then. Uh, yesterday, so I get three days in a row, we would sort of we would kind of buttress the Valentine's Day story, you know, the breakup story from the listener with something from Sarah's life. And you kind of ended, uh, I don't know. yesterday you ended it. It was just such a high. Uh, maybe that's not right though. that might not be the way to put it. But I mean, yesterday's story was just it was very well, indefinite I feel
5: like we, it's important to follow a timeline with these things.
4: We've come to the chronological end of your book, oh my god,
5: it was a, it was a, exactly a month ago today, really? uh-huh. That's funny.
4: That is funny, it's Sarah.
5: hilarious. Ah,
4: there's another pun there about funny and comedian. I'm not into it. So, uh, so today it's going to be David Walker, but I did get this one email. And it just says, here's the thing. I laughed when I read this this morning, so I don't want you to take this. This is not, a, not an affront to you, Sarah. It really is more about uh, some of the men that you have decided were not quite up to your standards in the past. And it just says... Are all of Sarah's ex boyfriends Timmy Ryan? <laughs> Seriously, Rick. Minus a few minor details, it does seem like the behavioral essence of all of Sarah's exes are very Timmy Ryan esque in nature. Drinks in the face, lies about ex girlfriends, penis molding, suggestions of threesomes, fixation on suicide girls. I mean, I'm just saying.
5: I can. I mean, this is a, a certain. No, uh, it's true. Like I can see the similar qualities.
4: A certain degree of truth there.
5: But then again, you know, they're. Way too many people who are like Timmy Ryan.
4: It really is. That is also the true. The town
5: is rife with them.
4: All right. It's uh, 503-733-2970. So uh, coming up later on, all of that. Lisa Desjardins, Jim Rook, Dorothy Carcassari, Tim Criswell, David Walker. Uh, we'll tell you about Friday the 13th tickets. We'll do today's undead survival question, uh, and we have with uh, this top five that's sort of been uh, sitting around. We may or may not uh, get to that uh, today. So it's uh... it's all very exciting. We're joined today, as always, by the lovely and talented Sarah Exton. Hello, how are you?
5: Hello, I'm good. I'm fresh off of watching the new Lost last night. It was good.
4: I should say at this juncture, by the way, I'm sorry, I completely forgot about that. Um, that. People started emailing me last night. Like, I don't know when Lost ended. Was it 9 to 10? Is that when that show was yeah. on?
5: Yeah, but they have the recap from 8 to 9.
4: So I got an email from who? I was like Chris Nevin or somebody sent me an email last night. It was like ten fifteen, And I guess he's on the Twitter, you know, so he gets a bunch of people send out like little one-line, you know, observations about whatever's going on in their life. Just bought some shoes. Mm-hmm. I have a sore on, the, on, on my elbow, you know, or whatever it is. People just sharing everything. So I guess everybody was saying that last night's Lost was really, really good. And so Sneathan preemptively emails me last night at like 10.04. He's like, hey, by the way, I heard the last, uh, tonight's episode of Lost was really great. Are we going to have to listen to Lost discussion uh, tomorrow? So here's the thing about that. The answer is both yes and no. And I can't take sole credit for this. This is sort of, I don't know, a rehash it, but Last week we had this whole thing where we were talking about Lost, which is really a staggeringly popular show. There's like 20 million people watch, it, watch that every week. But on the other hand, And Sarah and I were talking about this again uh, before the program today. Lost is also one of those shows that seems to make people angry for some reason, like if you're not a fan of it. In other words, like, you know, I was talking about The Shield when The Shield was on, or The Wire, or we talk about Battlestar Galactica. And there's people who don't really care about that. I mean, sometimes you get an email like, "Ah, I don't really care about Battlestar Galactica, I don't watch it, move on, move move back to boobs. But, But people don't get incensed about it. But just like with American Idol, whenever we talk about Lost... There's only two schools of thought. There's people who are really into it and they want to talk about it forever. Or there's people who start sending us all of this hate mail about it that they can't believe we're talking about Lost and it's the worst show ever. And they're going to come and they're going to storm the studio with pitchforks and torches and whatever. And I don't really know why that is, but you know what? I'm I'm not going to spend my time worrying about why Lost makes people angry. What we're going to do is we are going to attempt to split the difference here. Because I made this observation in passing last week. And I had just sort of said it and then forgotten about it. But Chris Paddock actually sort of rescued it from the trash can in the corner of my brain, what we're going to do today is we're going to do a little thing called Lost in 90 Seconds. Uh, And so Chris Paddock will come in and Chris and Sarah will talk about uh, last night's Lost, high points, low points, the beats of it, maybe thoughts, uh, the questions about it, things that remain unresolved. Because it's like a gone in 60 seconds kind of a thing. And you can't, and like 90 is the maximum number you can do without making it lost in 240 seconds. And then that just doesn't flow well.
5: I just love how we get to talk about your shows for 15 minutes, and I get limited to a minute and a half.
4: Somebody's becoming cranky about Lost already.
5: I'm just saying. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get out in 90 seconds, especially with two people talking, but we'll see. Well,
4: it's a challenge, Sarah. Yes. You're a broadcast professional. I have no doubt that you'll be able to do it.
5: Well, then we should take something you love and limit it to 90 seconds. Are you Now, there's
4: no need to be cranky about this. Are you preemptively angry about the bit before we've even done it?
5: No, but it's a bit because it's it's the one TV show that I love, and I listen to, you know, Battlestar Galactica and, and The Shield and... The Wire and the, whatever the other one is, The West Wing and stuff, and those go on for, like, 15 minutes a pop, and then it's like, oh, here's a show that I really like, and you're limited to 90 seconds ago. But
4: But do you see my thing that, like, none of those shows, like, discussing those shows doesn't doesn't make the audience angry. I mean, but did you see my point there? That like, I mean, I mean, you totally have gotten those emails. Every time we open our mouths about laws, I am like, tuning d- over to Lars. F you.
5: I get one email from one guy. Every oh,
4: time. dude, I get emails by the rasher. I mean, I get emails by the ream when we talk about loss. Okay, well, I mean, so.
5: you're getting them. I'm not. That's fine. Ninety seconds. I'm, I'm
2: good with that. Wait a minute. Are you dieting? Is it nature
4: special <laughs> time?
5: <laughs> am I just eating nothing but protein shakes? <laughs> Are
4: you being Richie? It's not
5: r- nature special.
4: Time. Really? You're no. sure that somebody isn't in the blood hut? Rick? I'm just asking. I want to all make I'm sure that we're all is that on the same think, okay, page. If there's here. something
5: that you love to talk about, say for example, um, what do you want about? Sports night. Yes. Sports night. Say that um you like have this like great thing that like they like, brought Sports Night back for a night, and they have this huge episode, and it's like, it's great, that's cool, you know, you've been waiting eight months for Sports Night to come back on, yes. because, you know, it's going to come back on. I'm like, okay, that's great. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put you in a room with somebody else, you have 90 seconds to talk about it, and then that's it. Wouldn't that kind of make you feel a little crappy?
4: Well, I suppose, but you'll note that I don't. Li- it's not like every time you want to talk about something, I tell you you have to do it in 90 seconds. Name something else that I limit you to 90 seconds on.
5: I don't really talk about anything except for my failed relationships, which are hilarious Those, days. you can
4: do that forever, exactly. see? You can talk about those all day, Sarah.
5: Or you could put a 90-second limit on that, and that would be okay.
4: You're becoming really cranky about this. Seriously. <laughs> I'm
5: sorry. I think it's a good idea, but...
4: You don't think it's a good idea. That's a lie. That's a lie right there. You are lying to my face. No,
5: thank you. I don't In want no
4: way do you me. think it's a good idea.
5: <laughs> I think that it sounds good. I think I think Lost in 90 Seconds, that is a, that's, that's a good-sounding bit. I guess I was just a little sad because I like talking about I'm mom.
4: perfectly willing to listen to other suggestions if you have them. Okay. How would you suggest that we handle it?
5: I don't know because we had, you know, the the voting thing last week, and every single person who called in said, I don't watch Lost, but I don't mind listening to people talk about it.
4: Do we need to vote again? We could let the audience vote every week on whether we get to talk about loss this week.
5: Okay. See, now you're being sassy. I'm not being
4: sassy. I'm saying we could vote each week no, on whether the just, audience on that day feels like it's a good forward, idea. Let's move do
5: the 90 second thing today. You know, last night's episode wasn't chock full of usual like tasty lost goodness, so it'll be okay. It's a good experimental week because there wasn't too much that happened last well, certainly
4: night. I'm a psychologist is coming on the program today. I think
5: that's not a moment too soon. Good, because I would. Yeah, because I'll I'll lay out my side too, and we can figure it out.
4: Your side of what?
5: Of the whole, like, how my one TV show I talk about is limited to 90 seconds. We'll
4: are we still talking there. about the TV show? Has the TV show become symbolic of something else?
5: Maybe it has. Or, I don't is
4: know. somebody projecting something else on The Lost? I don't know. Are you really being limited to. Are you being limited in some other area of your life? And Chris, even uh, just
5: said 90 seconds isn't enough. Let Sarah talk.
4: Really? <laughs> I just got this. Please stop talking about the stupid show. I change the channel every time you guys start talking about it. Even 90 seconds is too much. F you. Thank you. Okay. Thanks so much. Oh, God. Now these are all just going to be lost calls. Oh, for the love of Christ. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to do something in a moment on which we can all agree, and that's going to be making Richie watch
2: a horrible video. Uh, all right. Hello, Richie. How are you today? I was good until I... Yeah. No, that's great. I, I see that she's upset. I think it's her diet or something.
4: You're just doing that thing again of talking in elliptical sentences that don't make any sense. <laughs> Let's go back and finish okay. your first sentence. You were great until... Until I accidentally opened up a website. Oh, yeah. you've only seen the first frame. You don't even know what That's the rest enough. of the video is. You don't even... See, you have no idea what's happening in the rest of that video. It's, That's just... it's gross. It's... gross That's the I first talk. second and a half, it's gross when you first saw it. Really, have you ever listened to yourself? You realize you put videos of yourself squeezing pus out of your face on the Internet, right?
2: Yeah, but this is gross. I think it... <laughs> okay, well... I can handle that. All right. And so, then I was happy because Sarah's oh mad. Uh, <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> so Sarah's anger is like sweet, sweet wine to, yeah. your, uh, to your lips? Yeah, she doesn't hear the listeners' comments. Like, oh man, can they shut up for a minute about Lost?
5: Okay, well then, no, I will limit to 90 seconds. That's totally okay.
2: No, I love Lost, sir. I love hearing it too. But some of the listeners don't.
4: Okay. Well, that's great. I managed. We've ma- glad we've managed to make it into a whole thing. That's Glad wonderful. we managed to
5: make it to a very happy
4: hug, oh, Almighty, beginning. hello, hi. You're on the Rick Emerson show. How can I help you today?
1: Yeah, I think it's totally BS to tell you the truth. I think you should at least do three minutes on it because I look. The best part of the day for me on Thursday is listening to you guys talk about Lost. I'm serious.
6: The,
4: the best part of your Thursday is discussing Lost.
7: Well, on the show, yeah.
4: <laughs> All right. Okay. I rather well.
7: hear about Lost and Richie's drag queen crap. To tell you the truth. <laughs>
4: Well, that's a fair point, sir. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right. Hi. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello.
6: Hello. Um, the cutting it to 90 seconds is a mean thing to do, Rick.
4: Mean spirited. Rick Emerson is listening.
3: I actually yesterday I stayed up. I normally go to bed at nine because my parents make me. Um, yes. I stayed...
4: Hmm. Yes. I'm listening.
3: I stayed up at 9 or past 9
6: specifically to watch last because I wanted to make sure I had seen it. Yes. By the time Sarah talked about her thing, and now you're only giving us 90 seconds?
4: Okay, now, I want to be really fair, by the way, that this wasn't even my idea. This was Chris Paddock's idea. So, let's not have <laughs> a like, big piling on Rick like I'm being some dick by coming
0: sure. in. You're 90 seconds. Oh, damn you, Chris
4: Paddock. I mean, it's my show, but it was. I'm just saying it's not like I came up with it. Chris Paddock, who, by the way, is a lost enthusiast. big. He's the guy who does the discussion with Sarah. It was actually his suggestion that we do this. So, if we could, you know... Just tone it down and just not kick me in the figurative junk like all the time.
5: So let's, let's focus all of her anger toward Chris Paddock. Seriously,
4: F <laughs> him. Let me I hope time. he Rick, dies. You
3: have
5: the best radio show in the history of
3: the universe. It's a shame about that lost thing, though.
4: All right, we're going. Thank you. I'm a loving God. All right, hello. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program.
3: Hi, Rick. One thing love your show. I only turn it when there's a penis watch, and I think you're being a jerk about this. I don't understand. Wait, no,
4: hold on, hold on. I don't understand how this has gone from me trying to please everybody to me being a jerk. I'm really trying to make everybody happy at the same time. Well, do you see my how I'm trying to please everyone by having some lost discussion?
5: You can't please everyone, Rick. You've got to please yourself.
3: <laughs> I, In bed. I, I, yes. I think the way you're treating Sarah is unfair.
4: How am I? What do you cause, mean by cause, that?
3: Because she has a special place. In her heart and life for this show.
4: Okay, but and, and I mean, and I'm asking this because I really want to know. So, how do you mean? What do you? In what way am I being mean to Sarah? Because I don't wish to be mean to Sarah. Sometimes, sometimes I don't always see these things.
3: Well, because she gives you plenty of latitude to talk about the things that she's not necessarily interested in, and there's a lot of shows you talk about that I'm not interested. In, yeah. But I like listening to. Well, your that show.
4: that's a fair point. No, I, I mean I I totally agree with that. Like, it, it, let's be very clear about this. I don't. See, this right now is almost the proof that we have to keep talking about Lost every week because it, because it it's a passionate uh, it's you are a passionate it is, discussion, It's
5: dividing. But this, see,
4: and that's my thing. I would never dispute that I just sit and run my mouth about. Let me talk about Metalocalypse last night. Like I would, ne- I don't have any, any dispute with that at all. I mean that I sit and I just go, want Peter Carlin and I will just sit and d- just you know wank about uh, you know some show on HBO that like five guys are watching, forever. But but my like the only difference to me is, and I keep going back to the American Idol thing because that's the only other show that's ever had this reaction, is that Lost, people who don't want to hear about Lost get, like, viscerally angry about it, as opposed to just not caring, you know, or just finding it kind of dull or whatever. People who don't want to hear about Lost... Like I get these screeds from people who clearly have like focused a great amount of all of their hating energy at that show. It's like
5: the emails you get about um, zombie apocalypse and if you, whether or not you should be in Costco or not.
4: Totally, yeah. The people who look like, at yeah, what I'll say, you've got to go to Costco to fight off zombies. People go, you are a goddamned fool, and they'll send me some huge email about it. So, no, I well, I totally understand that I talk about a lot of stuff people don't sort of care about. It's just that like Lost has this weird ability to make people like really pissed off for some reason.
3: Oh well, personally, I don't think... Anyone should have that much uh, emotion involved, whether they like or dislike something. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm not sounding clear, but as far as the TV show goes, putting investing that much emotion, all right, one way or the other.
4: All right. Well, we'll have to. We'll ask Tim Criswell, psychologist, when he joins us today. All right. Thank Sarah, you.
3: Sarah needs needs you now.
4: Sarah needs what? That ended kind of creepily. I don't know. Let's go back into that call in ninety Jesus seconds. Jesus huh? God,
3: Rick, do you have any idea what what Sarah has to put up with internally? What how often? I don't you fight?
4: want to know what Sarah has to put up with internally.
3: <laughs> well, you know what I mean. On the show, as being oh. your sidekick, how everything gets redirected back to you. You can't give her say nine minutes of something that she's passionate about. Uh, I just can't. I can't believe it. And I'd like to add, since I'm not going to be here to call in about the zombie apocalypse thing, uh, the National Guard Armory at uh, Lake Oswego, soft target, be great place to get get to, and the, lots of pudgy Oswegans, they wouldn't have a chance against us more inner city types. All right, thank you. Thank you.
4: All right. Jesus, God. All right, hello, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show.
6: Hey, sir, I love you, but uh, get lost. I
5: don't vlog. Start a blog. Talk about it on a blog, for Christ's
4: sake. No, you you were...
5: That's it, my, not my medium, sir. It was better...
4: <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, great response. Hello, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson. You should have just stuck with get lost. That was... That was, that was kind of... Everything else after that just you diluted your joke, sir. Hello, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show.
5: <laughs> <laughs> thank
4: you. All right, you know what? We're not going to take any more <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, well, we got to make Richie watch this thing, and but we got Lisa, and we got a break. So what should we do, Sarah Dillon? You I don't me. Know, should we just
5: skip the break and just keep going? Well, well, maybe we should break and reset, and I'll have a group hug.
4: Let's break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Lisa probably, uh, and then Richie, you're not allowed to to go look into the video. We come back. Uh, we'll
5: have. And you're going to have to watch it, Richie. Right.
4: And so Richie's going to be the sort of test pilot for the new uh, Video Rodeo. And, of course, Video Rodeo is where you uh, must keep your eyes on the screen while we play something horrible for you to watch. You cannot look away. Do
5: we have anything to reward him with if he doesn't look away?
4: Our uh, respect. Oh boy! We'll leave you. We won't make the
5: psychologist analyze you. Tonight. There you go. I won't make the psycho-
4: I won't make the shrink ask you about the booby hatch visit or something. The booby hatch. All right. So there you go. So when we come back. Richie Bristol is test pilot for Video Rodeo, uh, and we'll also uh, talk to Lisa Jordan and more of your calls. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Don't go ahead. <laughs> Emerson radio program, blah, 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 Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson show from the Hill. CNN radio correspondent to the stars, Lisa Desjardins. Sorry to be getting to you so late. I don't deserve to live.
8: <laughs> wow. Geez. I mean, apology accepted. Uh-huh. Continue living well, as okay. you were.
4: Well, that's so nice of you to say. That, that's uh... all right.
8: That's all right. No, I prefer. I'm, I'm going to end it.
4: No, I've. Okay. Uh, no, events spun out of control rather right quickly this morning, what and it then. Feels uh,
8: like, man, uh, I I kind of like the feeling like I'm I'm standing looking at the you know big warp in front of me. You know,
4: sometimes you're uh, sometimes you're in the plane and there's just no Hudson on the horizon. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Instead, it's just a big factory filled with fireworks and thumbtacks.
8: It turns out the sun has already set.
4: Yeah. Yes, indeed.
8: <laughs> right. Well.
4: Wait, I don't, even, I don't even know what that means. It will what,
8: rise again. Well, you know, because they were the one, the reason they were able to land that plane is because uh, the sun was up. An hour later, the sun was going to be uh, um, gone.
4: All right, fair enough. You haven't
8: heard, have yeah. you
4: heard the audio from the, uh, like the cockpit uh, recording? Because I guess heard, it's out, but I haven't heard it.
8: I've heard only some of it while on hold. Um, at, at CNN, but you know, the um, best parts I didn't hear, I don't I don't know how much of it is out or what the deal is, but it was incredibly clear.
4: Apparently the pilot just sounds like he's just one of those total Chuck Yeager right stuff kind of like, <laughs> that's it, I'm going to sit it down right here. One of those guys. So, you know, I don't all right. There, you know, the, uh, I, it's so great, by the way, that just when you finally saw that guy at the Super Bowl or whatever, he looked exactly the way you wanted him to look. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Piercing yeah. blue eyes and you get the feeling that uh, that's a guy you know in in whose hands you would gladly put your fate.
8: Right, you you exactly you could he would be the guy that's gonna survive against all chances, or he can hold a little baby in his lap.
4: <laughs> exactly.
8: <laughs> Either one.
4: He can cradle that plane like the finest of Fabergé eggs.
8: <laughs> uh,
4: moving on. Um, hey, so let me ask you this right now: if I were to say that the stimulus package is going to be Giving $15,000 to the people who probably shouldn't have it to buy houses they probably shouldn't move into on the incomes that don't support a house purchase. Would I be wrong? Is that going to happen?
8: Here's the deal. That's what Republicans want to do.
4: Well, of course. Why not?
8: You know, and which is amazing because it's, I, I think that's a classic example of if Democrats had come up with that idea, Republicans would be like, are you kidding me? That's a horrible idea, you know, and so now that Republicans have come up with it, Democrats are like oh, that, there's a that's a that's not a great idea for all these reasons I think it's it's a classic uh Republican sort of trying to find the ground that Democrats didn't hit, which is housing that they Democrats stimulus bill doesn't really do a lot for housing. They're talking about a separate bill on that, but here Republicans are saying, no, we need we need housing now, yeah, I, I think there are a lot of questions about exactly how a fifteen thousand dollar credit for new home owners would work. They say there are limits to make sure it would only be for people who could afford the loans that they're getting, and it would just kind of help them with the down payment and, and trying getting people back toward the idea of a down payment, which a lot of people don't even do or, or weren't doing. Uh, who knows? I think I think what it's going to do in the end is maybe add a little bit more money for housing in the final bill, but you're not, I don't think you're going to see a credit like $15,000 for new homeowners.
4: I mean, that was because my, my wife is making that point. She said that it – what it does is that it does cover, you know, because that whole thing of like, well, if you can't afford the 20% down or whatever, then you really ought to be buying the house yeah. in the first place. And she said that it, this really does help a whole lot of people make that 20%, you know, it puts them a, you know, a long way toward that 20%, even people who probably were never going to get that 20% together. Right. And therefore, really ought to just be, uh, you know, they ought, they ought to be looking at something a little more modest.
8: You know, that's a point. It's a tricky point, I think. The idea, you know, decades ago is that you put the down payment down, you get the 30-year loan, you get a lower interest rate. But gradually that sort of became you don't have any money, you don't have any income, no problem, <laughs> whatever, we'll sign you up. And And I think this is an attempt to get back – Toward that middle, get people that lower 30 year interest rate, which is what, uh, they argue, what their bill tries to do. We give you this money, but only if you can get this fixed income, fixed rate, this 30 year rate. Uh, so you'll ha- we'll give you this money and you'll get a lower interest rate. You'll get a house. Hopefully we'll get uh, some taxes from you eventually.
4: Hey, let me. Uh, and they always find a way to get some taxes from you eventually. Right. By the way, that's. Uh, l- let me ask you this business of the of trying to cap the executive salaries at five hundred grand. So it's like if you're going to be taking the bailout money, that the executive salaries it's five hundred thousand dollars, and that's that's the ceiling. That's the most they can get. And I got two questions about that. First of all, what? I mean, when they say executives, what does that mean? Like, is that the guy at the top, or is that like the ten guys at the top, or the top five percent? Ah, that's
8: such a good question. And also,
4: is yeah. that? Here's a question. Is that even legal? Like, is there a way, is, is that a thing they can actually enforce? Don't get me wrong. I'm all, I'm in favor of it. I think it's a fantastic idea, but it doesn't really seem like there's a whole lot of mechanisms to actually enforce that.
8: It is legal that when, in giving out taxpayer money under this deal, the government can require whatever it wants from these companies that accept the deal. Now, the companies can say, forget it, we're out. You know, we're not, we're not going to limit our salaries. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Uh, but They're not really in, if they're asking for this money at this point, they're not in a position to put a lot of requirements on how they get it. So the government can require whatever they want there's a philosophical question about how much is too much requirement, and how much is getting into socialism and constraining the market, you know, and being irresponsible government, too much government. At this point, it seems like even Republicans agree there needs to be a limit on CEOs who get taxpayer money. Now, who, who does this mean? Well, it depends on which plan you look at. And First of all, the Obama idea of limiting in in what he's now saying uh limiting to half a million dollars salary that applies to companies that get so so called excessive um government help so it's the folks that get well beyond uh i guess your your basic billion dollars here billion dollars there. Uh, there are some really kind of detailed ways of looking at it, but it's your city groups, your, your AIGs, the folks who are getting a, a massive bailout, not just the little banks that the government kind of wants to bring along and is encouraging to take this money. So it's your big bailout recipients, and essentially the Obama directive limits Everyone from getting uh, no more than half a billion or more. There are other proposals that limit limit it to like your top 25 executives, that kind of thing. But but Obama's is pretty wide sweeping.
0: You know, like
4: if you go to like a uh, like a bookstore or a used uh, CD store or something, and they'll do that thing where like, well, look, I can either give you uh, I can give you 20 in cash or I can give you 35 in store credit. I mean, it's uh, it's up to you. And then you know they do that because they want you to take the credit because it's you know less cash they have to take out of the register or whatever. They ought to do that with the executives. Where it's like look I can cap your salary at $500,000 and you can continue with your life as it is now or we'll cap your salary at like a million but then you have to do like you have to go to work in a diaper uh, like every like every alternate wednesday or something you That's know or you great. or occasionally or let's say like you here's let me, okay here's a guy I saw I saw this uh yesterday uh, I was driving out to uh, one of our fine suburbs here in Portland and I drove by I don't even I don't even know the company I couldn't identify the company my life depended on it but you've seen those guys who are on the corner and they're dressed in like a big like a foam rubber like enchilada or something and they're kind of dancing around you know two for one come on in like that guy right and it was a guy It was the saddest guy I'd ever seen in my life he was dressed in this big sort of it was like it wasn't even foam rubber because that denotes it's almost like a nerf football or something like it's high quality this is like whatever that stuff is they make the big foam fingers out of it the football like the weird number one hand that you put on he was dressed in this sort of statue of liberty outfit (laughs) <laughs> but it was like it was just it was like a bad it was like they'd taken a bed sheet and they dyed it sort of this weird grayish green and so he had this sort of weird like tarp thing that he was wearing okay. and then a bad torch that was made out of what appeared to my eyes to be cardboard, and then sort of the bad foam rubber the crown thing. And he was advertising something or other, but it would have been a lot more convincing. It's like the third time I've seen him, and it would have been a lot more convincing if he hadn't had his iPod in and then just been, like, head down, shuffling sadly along the sidewalk, back and forth, sort of, you know, like a lackluster waving of the sign in his right hand. (laughs) And, I mean, I just kind of wanted to stop and just go over and just say, poor sir, how is it that you have come to this place in your life? (laughs) Poor sir. How is it that the educational system and the safety nets in our country have failed ye? It happened. And so I think that really, if you're going to work for some company, that's going to take a bunch of government money. The guy at the top needs to be that guy. Like, once a week, he's got to go out 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. He's got to put on the foam rubber Statue of Liberty suit, and he's got to dance back and forth with a sign advertising low credit. You know, easy credit
8: for people. You know, it's funny because in my head, I'm sure this is nothing like what actually happened. I'm picturing Bruce Willis from Unbreakable with that (laughs) raincoat and then just a a Statue of Liberty, like, you know. It
4: was like they'd taken like a a greenish drop cloth and just wrapped him or like a bad toga uh, outfit from a frat party. (laughs) Just wrapped him in that and then they put this sort of spongy Statue of Liberty. And it was like the Statue of Liberty thing that you would buy from some guy in New York as you're waiting for the Staten Island Ferry. Uh, You know that and then a cardboard torch and then he's sort of shuffling sadly back and forth. He was like a zombie Statue of Liberty.
8: So I need to check with you on something. Yes. Uh, How how much do you still care about all these tax problems with uh, various nominees with Obama? Because we have we have another one, but it's it's I don't know. Is it going to
4: make me angry or is it going to amuse me? I don't know. I
8: I don't know. Here's the deal. Now, are we going too far or is this legitimate Uh, now? President Obama's nominee to head the Labor Department, Hilda Solis, of California, West Coast, as you probably know. Um, Her husband, now uh, we have found out, did not pay uh, like $6,000 in tax liens that he'd had for years and years and years and years. Now, this is her husband. It's on his business. She is not a partner in the business. Her tax records, we're told, are are fine, as far as we know. and, And this actually, she was supposed to be confirmed Today at uh just forty five minutes ago, the news broke maybe ten minutes before the hearing
9: that's great
8: and and uh so they the big giant sign on the hearing room now saying it's postponed indefinitely but at this point a a woman's husband now has had tax problems. Well- does that ha- where – where is that? What, be, that? what does that do to you? Do you care? Do let's you be care clear a about
4: two things. On the one hand, uh, A, you were right to tell me about this uh, <laughs> because I do – because really, there's just nothing so satisfying as pointing out the failings of other people. I mean, that's just a truth. There's just no getting around that. So, A, yes, you were right to do it. B, who among us is not shacked up with a deadbeat at some point? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, literally, literally, me, Sarah, David Walker, Richie Bristol, every single person within the sound of my voice, probably including you, Lisa. My although, hand although,
9: is raised. Although, I,
4: was, I would never pry into your personal <laughs> life in that way, but every single person here has lived with some deadbeat, doesn't want to pay their bills, ruins your credit, and then inevitably runs off with one of your friends. So, I mean, you know, it's...
8: Okay, well, good. Uh, this, helped, right. this, this is good, important perspective. Right.
4: Uh, on that note, I've got to bail out of this phone call. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, if you are on tomorrow, we will speak then.
8: Excellent. I will be, and let's.
4: All right. We'll talk to you then. Thank you, Lisa. And there you go. No goodbyes anymore. She just hangs up. That's fine.
5: Are you sure that was her?
4: I just talked to her for 20 minutes.
5: No, no, no. I thought that... No, because I thought that you had silenced it. No, no
4: I think uh, there was a click. Okay. In fact. I'm not crazy. You're
5: mm-hmm. crazy. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Is this... Uh...
4: God, what are all these people calling about? Uh, I believe this is Jim Roop, uh, sir. All right, then we'll get the uh, more calls. We got David Walker, who's going to be joining us. Richie's got to watch this. Hey, don't be watching that horrible video. This yeah, day.
5: I just told him not to. <laughs> yeah,
4: well, you know, no reading ahead to the end of the book. All right, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from Los Angeles. CNN Radio correspondent James Roop. Hello, sir. How do you do? How are you, brother?
3: Yeah, I'm reading through. I don't know if you heard about this. a story I'm working on now. The uh, landlord for one of the the women that were killed in that uh, Christmas Eve massacre mm-hmm. is demanding nearly $3,000 in fees, including a $1,655 penalty for insufficient notice of cancellation. Do <laughs> you believe that? Wow. That's just Ugh. nutty, man. Jesus. No one can believe this landlord is going after these fees under these circumstances.
4: You know, I, I probably, I think I've probably said this, uh, I don't know, maybe five or six hundred times in the last, I don't know, but probably since the since November, because, you know, for, we had Tim Rusher passed away last year, obviously, and then Hunter Thompson has been gone for a couple years now. But when George Carlin died, I remember just as we got closer to the election, I just And I always wanted – I was going to write this myself, and then I just never did. I wanted to write it so I could read it. I wanted to have some sort of piece that I would write for, like, The New Yorker or some such snooty magazine where it was, like, Russert and Carlin and Hunter Thompson just sitting around at a bar in the afterlife just commenting on the election. Because you talk about three guys who really just missed out and just the best campaign and political cycle of all time. But every time I hear about a story like this, I especially long for Carlin to be here. Oh, man. Because this, it's like it really is Howard Beale's world at this point. It just, uh, you know, it's just, it's, what is it Lou Reed said? Uh, you know, this year he said something. We're just basically all living in one big zoo at this point. And, uh, you know, we don't realize that we are, in fact, the attraction. Good God. It's
3: it's really, it's it's amazing. I I, I can't believe it.
4: I will say this, by the way, you are talking about, and I'd forgotten this phrase even existed because you and I talked about this when it happened, the... Mayday, melee.
3: Yeah, the set, yeah, they finally settled with almost 300 people yesterday.
4: Do you file stuff like that away, like those rhymes or alliterative sentences, like you put them in sort of like an like an Excel spreadsheet or something, so the next time the story comes up, you can go back. Let's see, what do I need? Pun. No. Uh, assonance, alliteration. What? Assonance. We'll go with assonance. And then no, you... it's
3: just one of those phrases everyone was using, and it's not like anybody stole it from anyone else. It just happened to be that's what everybody started saying. You know. Um, the interesting thing about that, when I was putting the pieces together for this morning uh, for release, I, I I took some of the natural sound that I had from when that all began, when the box and, uh, rocks, and bottles started being thrown, and right. police started firing. And as I was playing that underneath the piece, I started to get that weird nervous feeling. itself right. felt the day it was going on. So when when the attorney was saying to me, "These people are still frightened of uniforms," I'm thinking, you know, I almost understand that.
9: Right. because when I
3: hear and I hear myself going, "Hey, you know," in the in the uh, in in the background, and I'm thinking, I remember these cops coming straight at me, not caring that I was wearing, you know, credentials and carrying a microphone.
4: I remember you telling us about that. That it's it really just became this wall, this is a sea of humanity, yeah. and the cops were just making no distinction, because everybody, cops including. I mean, you know, this the cliche says they're only human, and everybody you get into this weird, this battle mode, this crisis mode, and it just becomes like you know, we're 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 sweeping the street, and anybody in our way is going to get broomed out.
3: Well, I got out of the way. I mean, I, I was smart enough not to get out of the way, so I'm not involved in any lawsuit, thank goodness. But you know, I I watched cops pull cameras out of journal. I mean, these right. are the big cameras the TV guys, not little, I you know, little camera you buy at, at, at Circuit City. You know, I mean, and, and throwing the cameras and pushing the guys down. I mean, I just I'm thinking this is just nuts. And then, uh, but anyway, the the story is they um, they settled with 297 people yesterday for a total of just under 13 million dollars. And based on the uh, the kind of injuries suffered. Uh, the people will get anywhere from a couple thousand dollars to a few tens of thousands of
4: dollars. You would think that there would be some sort of, like especially now, that like when they would, the LAPD would train people, they would just bring Ali Velshi in there, <laughs> and he would like have some sort of a chart where he goes, okay, this here, this line is police brutality. See that going up? All right, this line here, yeah. your income going down, $13 million. <laughs> and, and not that just to jump from one to the other, as I do it, what what is it like it, that weird the the shooting on the BART it just vanished that story never it just, it sunk without that a trace almost
3: vanished the day after it happened
4: seriously and well the, the last thing I heard is they found the cop like hiding out at I don't in know the El Cortez or something in Vegas and <laughs> they, you know, they kicked in the door and you know he's busy that's dumb- a great place by the way <laughs> busy, busy doubling down on a cocktail waitress or something and they, they dragged him in the back of the car so what is up with that guy where what, where is that story at uh, you
3: now? know he's he's back in uh, in Oakland. And uh, the, whatever is going on with that is going on. I have no idea. That's that, that's a strange thing, too.
4: That's one of those... I had a, uh, a friend of mine who pointed this out some years ago, and we're really reaching back into the annals of talk radio history here. But I had a friend of mine who was talking about how he had this whole thing about, uh, uh, and this is not my take, this is his take, but he had this thing about how the government and the media sometimes work hand in glove to sort of make sure that certain stories just stop appearing because they just don't want people thinking about it. And I don't necessarily know that that's true, but, he, but the po- The example he always brought up, he always used to say, whatever happened to all those Branch Davidians they busted in Waco, where are they? And I had to just kind of go, I don't know, because they were all on the news, and then one day, never, never again, the stories just ceased. And that's kind of what it is with this especially something i mean you about like the, the the rodney king thing which is egregious as it was i mean this is like they're they're shooting a guy and there's like nine different people with cameras that are 10 feet away filming it and yet it was in the news for about four days and then it gone just uh, up and vanished into the wind
3: you know i, I don't know that it, it's any conspiracy between the media and and uh, law enforcement i think it's just you know, we, we tend to live in a microwave oven, fast food window society, and we have an attention span on a story for a few minutes while it's juicy. When the juice has run out, we move to the next thing, even though the story is still developing in some way, shape, or form. You know, I mean, I, that's, that's the only thing I can say. I've never been asked – I've been asked to embargo stories, but just because, you know, facts weren't released yet or certain things aren't released yet, but not because I'm trying to save someone's neck.
4: Hey, you know what they ought to do? Here's what somebody should do. By somebody I mean like, uh I don't know, perhaps uh, CBS, uh, a fine television network. They ought to do something where... Do you remember when they were doing I was the o j civil trial and they like, they wouldn't couldn't get cameras in the courtroom, so they were doing that thing of the reenactment every day oh, yeah, yeah. where they hired some guy that looked like o j and some uh, some woman that looked like uh, you know one of the, the prosecutors or whatever and then they would have like a twenty two minute reenactment where they would they would just be working off transcripts from the trial and they'd be doing it like a little t v show they ought to do that with the news but not even like but not sort of reenacting the news, where they take all of the big news stories of the day and they write them as little mini scripted television episodes of like seven minutes long. You know what I mean? So instead, so in, in other words, instead of going, President Obama today continued to push for his stimulus package while Republican opposition said that the country can't afford such a radical overhaul. And instead, we're pushing. you know, tact- and Meanwhile, everybody at home is just looking for pork rinds to eat or something.
3: Yeah, you make that a skit. No, you, you, got, you got people's attention.
4: You make it like a six-minute West Wing episode. That's how you get Americans to watch. And then with something else, it becomes like a like a kooky sort of uh, you know Oscar and Felix kind of a sitcom.
3: There you go,
4: man. And then the shooting on the Bart becomes like a CSI thing or whatever, or like where you get uh, where you get David Caruso there to like you know to like whip off his sunglasses and, and you know when he says something like. um, I can never do this. Like the fifth time I've choked on the Caruso thing. Uh, where he'd say like um something rhyming a train in pain or something. Anyway, so there you go. You can pass that idea along to your to your supervisors.
3: All <laughs> Fantastic, right. man.
4: Alright, well that's what I do. I'd
3: watch that. Yeah, see that. I'd buy that for a dollar.
4: Well referenced. All right, my friend. Have a good day. All right, man. There you go, Jim Roop. And with the Robocop quote. Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay. Hello, Sarah. Hello. How are you? Very well. All right. So here's what we got: Uh, Statue of Liberty calls, lost calls, and we got to make Richie watch the thing. And I say we do that now.
5: I say we do that now. Richie
4: Bristol, please come to the studio now. Don't resist. KCMd Portland. On KCMd Portland, a part part of the uh, CBS Radio family. Because it
5: isn't very long, is it?
4: I well, here's the thing. I don't know. (laughs) Know that I haven't watched it. Uh, Because when Ziegfried tells you something is horrible, that's you know you listen to that.
5: Yeah, he does. He has a pretty wide scope of.
4: Yeah, that's like when Roman Polanski tells you she looks too young. (laughs) You know you listen to that. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Hello, Richie Bristol. How are you? Uh, okay.
5: Why, why just okay there, buttercup? Why not?
4: You realize no one can hear anything you're saying she right now. You've been because...
5: radio for like 10 years, and you should know how to talk on a microphone. Okay.
2: Sure. All right. Hello, Richie. How Hello. are you? I'm okay. Why are you only okay? Because my groin hurts.
5: <laughs> are you still nursing it like you were yesterday?
2: Uh With ice and heat and then ice and heat. And... I don't understand. What do you mean he's... What do you mean he's nursing his, his groin? On
5: his Facebook status, it was one of the most disturbing Facebook statuses I've ever read. It said, Richie is nursing his groin. I don't
4: think that word means what you think. I don't know what that word means in this context, actually. I can think of about four different things that that might mean, all of them off-putting, <laughs> none of them warranting further discussion on this program.
2: <laughs> nursing your Wait, groin? Wait, you're going to cut my groin in 90 seconds? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we could talk about loss for <sighs> all right (laughs) moving
4: on all right richie so uh it's time for another exciting episode of video rodeo and so what that means is we're going to put something horrible on the screen you will have to watch it without averting your eyes uh you may not look away you may not uh, you can't defocus and we're going to know you and i we're going to have to have an understanding as men that you will be honorable and you will watch the screen are we on the same page yeah. All right. So that's a verbal contract. Sarah heard it. All right. So you've got to man. watch it or else
5: he's going to have the psychologist go to town on you, Richie.
4: Is it like the other one? I don't know because I haven't watched it because I, this is what is today? Thursday. So on Tuesday night, I got this email from my friend Siegfried and he said, I, I, th- I don't think I have it in front of me. And he's like, this is the worst thing ever. He's like, I wish I could walk under a magnet and have my brain cleaned. And then Aaron Duran followed it up. And Aaron Duran's like, hey, have you seen this video online? And I emailed back and I said, you know, Siegfried told me it was awful. And therefore, I didn't watch it. And Aaron back and he's like, oh, he's like, if it's too bad for Siegfried, no one can ever see it. He's like, it can't be seen by anyone then. So that's sort of a, you know, Mikey likes everything kind of a deal. So what we will do is we will have Richie Bristol watch uh, this video. Now, Sarah, what do you think? Should I give out the website of the video now or should I wait for Richie's reaction? And then we'll sort of give out the website in a bit.
5: I'd say Richie's reaction and then. All right. And then. Uh,
4: Now, David Walker, you must avert your eyes from the video because we might have you watch it later. All right, and then uh, depending on how things go, we'll have a listener come in. If they can make it all the way through, we'll give them something uh, shiny from the uh, from the prize closet and so forth. All right, Richie, is the video up? No. But, I mean, is it, it's not playing, but... No. Okay, maximize the screen, please. This one, right? Yeah, just don't start it, but bring the screen up. All right, now, you can't... Look. You can't be looking away. You haven't even started it. Look! Okay, you haven't even started it. You can't look
2: away.
5: Come on, Richie. I don't have to look don't now. Don't be a Scotty. Be
2: a I don't have to look now. Okay, here's the thing. It's gross already. Quit talking. Sarah, is the
4: uh, computer turned down? Because yeah. I don't know what kind of audio it comes is, along with this. It. It's undoubtedly something horrible. Do you
5: want me to play some background music while he...
4: I think maybe this time just a, just a pure, unadulterated sound of, of Richie's reaction. reaction. Richie. Okay, so now you are not going to look away, correct? You will watch. I don't have to look now, right? Yes, you don't have to look now. But when the video begins, <laughs> you will keep Dave, unbroken look. eye contact, correct?
2: Dave, look. Dave. Richie, what are you doing in the corner? He's watching it later. Seriously,
4: I'll handcuff you if I have to. You have you must hey. pay attention. <laughs> Turn
2: me with a good time. <laughs> okay. So you will be watching the screen. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready? No. Sarah, are we ready? Yes, we're ready. <sighs> All right, Richie. Deep breath. Watch that video. No. No.
4: Nah, keep okay. watching. Don't just close your close eyes. I Close what eye. Nope. Eyes, open. Sick. eyes open. Eyes open. What is all that? Nah. Oh
9: no! Oh my God.
4: No description. Just watch.
5: Can't look away, Richard. You. No, no, no. oh, you have to
9: keep. Shit. You have to keep that watching. What? Huh?
5: You just let
4: us know when it's over. I don't know how long the video is.
9: <coughs>
4: oh, wow. Oh, 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 wow. Did are you vomiting? I'm oh, holding. Oh, oh, is this oh. gonna be like the two girls one cup, where we what can't even that? we can't get close enough to turn it off? It's gonna be like a face hugger where you can't even get you get, it's like even getting close to it is lethal.
2: I want to know what that is.
4: Well, I keep in mind that I've never watched it and won't be. So.
2: You
4: never watched that? No. F that. It's That's disgusting. Fair. <laughs> Why would I watch that? He's sick. <laughs> what are you high? No. Is it
2: still going, Richard? It's, you're helping my diet.
4: Yeah. Is it still Is it still going?
2: Yeah. He's still. How much what longer? The hell is that? Are you going to be watching this? He's going to be watching day? it. Yeah. Later. Dave
4: will watch it later. Uh, how much longer is left in the video? Do you know? Look at this, the progress bar at the bottom.
2: Two one minute.
4: He's left. One minute's left.
2: One, it's a long one, and it's he's still. Okay.
4: How much is left?
2: Too much. A minute and ten seconds. Okay, so we're
4: almost we we'll have another minute, and then we'll uh, now keep in mind: don't so describe okay. anything, don't be, uh, don't be discussing what's happening. Just a reaction only here.
2: Probably not even the climax yet.
4: You mean the finale? The finale. Um, yes, the, uh, the hard point. Uh, that is just sick. okay. Well,
2: sorry, there's no way you're you've
4: got to be watching. No. You're okay. You you've completely,
2: completely quit
5: watching. I you. see enough.
2: I mean, <laughs> no, you've never seen enough. There is no enough here, dude. This is wrong.
5: Is it worse than two girls, one cup?
2: Kind of. I mean, it's a different. At least from th- that had girls. Am I giving away too <laughs> this much? Is all cops. I mean, the boobs can kind of distract you. This is just sick. All right.
4: This and is, uh, are we are we near the I'm end? I'm
2: still very confused, though. <laughs> all right. At, at least, least you knew what it was. They were. But I mean, doing. you I but I
4: mean, you held back from vomiting. So I mean, that's a, that's one in the wind column, right? I
2: still want to vomit? All
4: right. Well, don't do that here, please.
2: I got stuff in my mouth.
4: <laughs> that's great. Uh, Yay! Is it finished? over. That all is right. So gross. do me a favor. Don't close the window, but minimize it. Just reduce the window, please. All right, that's there you go. wrong. Yes, it is.
2: At least the other one had boobs and girls kissing and stuff. All this right. is just wrong. So thank you, that, Richie Bristol. That cancels no, out the you. fact of what they're doing. Well, yeah, this you gotta know. No, I'm gonna. Did, yeah, did you, you watched watch the other me, one.
5: No, tell me at the break what, what that's about.
2: Did you watch the other one? Two the, girls. Did you ever watch the two
4: girls
5: one Come? Joni and I watched it from like a, across the room. <laughs> Like, we were really, really far away from so it. this it was, is
4: just wrong. Um, the, you know, we had Dave Schmidtke here yesterday, and he'd never seen Two Girls. He'd never even heard about He's it for some reason. never seen Two Girls, One
5: Cup, and now I was trying to find it on the Internet yesterday, and I can't open my Mozilla Firefox or else. Like, look. Here, let me show you.
4: Did you tell me that it's, fr- it's stuck on the Two Girls, One it's Cup frozen, download like, site? Like, there's
5: a virus in there. Okay, ah. so see, look. Oh, there's nothing there. Then I click on Firefox, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it starts flashing. Hello, hello. And there are the two. Oh,
4: uh, and it just defaults to Two Girls, One Cup.
5: That's a, there it is. Oh, uh, so you don't want
4: to bring that to the attention of the IT department? I'm sorry, my browser. Can... And then
5: it flashes back and forth, so I can't close it.
4: My, my. So the the browser window is actually jumping all around the screen like it's some sort of skittish cockroach. So you can't close it. And if you tell, uh, like Troy or somebody about to be like, so, um, my browser window is stuck on Two Girls One Cup. I, uh, boys, my face red. You'll have to come in and take care of it because then it's a whole lot of what were you doing and what the hell and whatever. So, all right, Richie. Well, congratulations on not horking up your breakfast. Well done. So, uh, all right, well, have to, just, Richie, in your professional opinion, you've seen a lot of disgusting things. <laughs> do, you,
2: do you believe, how long is it, would you say, two minutes? Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half minutes. All right. But, do I you, mean, it's, I don't know how to feel. At least I was grossed out before, and now it's just like. How did it make you feel inside? What were they, like, you could give me some adjectives
4: that would describe, you know, your sort of emotional confused. state as you watched it. But, I mean, it seemed to be very – uh it seemed to make you feel a little bit. But you kept Ill. saying,
5: like, what is that?
2: Yeah, because
5: I you
4: know can not what... what it is. But it's you don't know what it is, but you know that it should not be.
2: Yeah, whatever yeah. – oh, man, don't make me think about it. <laughs> think about <laughs> well, it right now. I'm trying to think about what it is that I see. I mean, I know what – it's happening. You're I'm trying to about. process the image and how it could be the case. Yeah, me being a man, man, uh-huh. it's not right. Do you believe that anybody
4: can make it all the way through watching that without taking their eyes? off? I
2: think women would actually have probably an easier time to get through than. See,
4: a man. that was and, the thing with the two girls, one cup, is that uh, we brought, uh, we had uh, you watch it and somebody else, L- and then, L-B-L-B? and then yeah, that listener, that girl came in, and the guy, she, the male listener, he got made like a minute in, he thought he was going to vomit, and he he bailed out. I'll um, watch the glass thing. But she really because that girl Penelope she made it all the way through and she actually chuckled several points cuz i think she was kind of broken think inside Richie?
5: this one yeah
2: about a minute in
5: yeah
4: you think that it's 2 minutes long you think Sarah can make it all the way through this horrible no, video no 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 well that's a challenge no, no well now no, she no. now you have to now you she's making about 90 he's calling you out he's, uh, he's...
5: no you've a minute
4: no 90 seconds okay how long is the total man, video man, you off, you how man. long is the total video <laughs>
2: uh 2 minutes 40 seconds I think
4: Okay, so do we want to do like a little, name? I can name that tune in three notes kind of a thing? Like how long do you believe, how long, Richie, do you believe Sarah can make it through this awful video? 89 that, seconds. And we will give out the website for this here in a, in a bit, by the way. This is uh, our, this is a, today's installment of Video Rodeo.
2: 89 seconds.
4: You believe that she will make it no longer than, uh, that is, uh, what, 1 minute 29 seconds? Yeah, uh, shorter than the Lost talk. That is the maximum she'll be able to, to, to last. Uh, la- Sarah? you'll
2: last longer talking about Lost.
5: I think that I'll make it the whole thing what do I win if I make it well we way? should go back
4: well I was going to say what do you want what do we want to wager here because we used to wait,
5: we used to bet however much money Richie has in his wallet
4: no. <laughs> we used to bet uh, we used to bet push-ups on the show and we haven't done that you know for a long time I don't know if that would work for Richie anyway because he's on this workout regimen
2: oh yeah I could do 101 minutes
4: here's the, oh, no, no, here's the thing
5: <gasps> I have an idea
4: what is, your, what is the so way to do So, if
5: I make it through the entire thing, Richie has to eat an entire Snickers bar.
4: I was going to say that, actually. What? You should make him ingest a bunch of no. crap food. Yeah.
5: yeah. You know a Snickers bar and is? Easy Mac.
4: All right. So, Richie, how? here's the thing. Do you still want to make the bet? What do I get? What do you want? So, if Sarah bails out it before a minute 29, what do you want? A deep tissue massage. Non-sensual.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, it's the fact that you qualified it immediately afterward non-sensual. that makes that creep. non Deep me, tissue. You can me. punch me in the back. It's fine. What if she were Pension to give you?
9: What if
4: she one? were to give you a? Uh, what about this? What if Sarah were to give you a? a what if Sarah were to give you a ninety-second uh, shoulder rub with your clothes still on? Sarah, would you do that? Sure. You just stand behind and give him a little shoulder rub.
5: Sure. I'm, Richie Richie and I always hug each other R if too. I'm comfortable
4: touching. Like, you. Yeah, but it's like three, like, like with your shirt on. You She's gonna give you like a shoulder that's,
2: rub. That's, I'll take it. All right. So here's the, Okay.
4: So just as we so here are, here are the parameters of, of the oh, wait, wager. What
2: do I what do I have to do if you make it? What if if I make it, you You ain't gonna make it. I'm not worried
5: about it. Um. What's the fattening... Oh, one of those donut things.
4: How about this? Okay, how about this? I'm I'll lay... Donut. Let me lay this out Then make you guys think about this. So, uh, and we will we'll post this URL later on so you all can watch this and make your own little wagers at home. And then we'll have uh, David Walker join us in just a moment. So here's the deal. So uh, Sarah will uh, watch the video. If she makes it past... 89 seconds which is oh, no um, uh, no 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 what you can do is <laughs> yeah, okay. you, I didn't what, know we were going to bet. What you can do is be quiet while I'm laying out the terms of the bet. If Sarah makes it past a minute 29, then you richie must eat any one item that she chooses from the vending machine and you have to eat it within 60 uh within within let's say 2 minutes. In other words, you can't be spacing it out. Like she's going to buy a candy bar and like 2 minutes you got to eat it. That's then, it. Like, no, that's it. That's the bet. Uh, you got to eat one. You got to eat any one item out of the kitchen vending machine of Sarah's choice, and she gets to pick either machine, either beverage or or food. You gotta, uh, got to. Kind
2: to, down a big old whatever she chooses. She
4: you you must consume one item of Sarah's choice from the vending machine, and I'll pay for it. Either.
5: And it's gonna be past 89 seconds. All right, I can All right. do this. and
4: hopefully it's a viso. And if if Sarah bails out before a minute 29, she must give you a 90 second shoulder massage uh, through your clothing. Oh, Seeing it All right, well Sarah, you ready? Okay.
5: I'm gonna bring my headphones. All right,
2: I'm gonna make it jump a little head. All right, Uh, let's do this.
4: And Sarah, is your mic still on over at the board?
2: Both eyes have to be
4: on. Okay, say David Walker. Why don't you go uh, stand at that microphone? Uh, David Walker joining us now from badassmofo.com. Hello, sir. Hey, how
7: you doing? How are you? I'm doing good. All right. So uh, you you just caught without describing it. Did you catch a little bit of a little frame, a little no? I I didn't look at it. You don't know anything about it because I'm the sort of person if if you were to walk up to me and say, hey, does this smell funny? I'm never gonna take a whiff of it. Sarah does that constantly, but it's like does it smell rancid? Yeah, Really? I gotta say, right now Sarah's got this sort of almost demonic glint, you know, to her in her eyes, and it's it's kind of freaking me out. You're doing
4: like an eye of the tiger, pacing back and forth in the corner, kind of a deal over there.
7: Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. You ready, Sarah
4: Dillon?
5: I don't know. No. Okay. Do we we have a timer over there? Should we?
4: Um. You know I've. You uh, know I will.
5: Richie is not gonna keep. No, (laughs) Richie.
4: All right. Uh, so here's the deal, okay? Uh, w- maximize the video. Don't start it. Just, just open the window. Okay. Okay. So, are you ready to begin? You tell me when the mouse is over the play button, and then I will tell you when to begin on uh, today's Rick Emerson Show installment of Video Rodeo. And we'll, uh, people have been asking me, email me, asking what the, what the website is, and I will, uh, I'll give that out here in a bit.
5: Okay. Okay. Um, you, you tell me when you're ready. It's over. It. One,
4: two, three. Go. Alright, this is Sarah Dillon. Watching, uh. Video rodeo. All right. What? Is... Alright. I will let you know when you have broken the 1 minute I'm 29 watching... second mark. Alright, Sarah is.
5: What is wrong with him?
4: Watching. Oh. Alright. And uh you have just now passed 30 what seconds. What is that? You are at you are at 30 seconds now. Oh. Right. Oh. Her expression is conveying shock. I would say some revulsion.
5: She is jogging back and forth nervously. No, I'm going to make Richie your eyes still on
4: the screen. She's still watching. She's covering her what mouth with her hands. All right.
5: Okay, uh, and he's he's just rooting around in there. Okay. Wow. That's
4: All right, you are now at one minute. All right, you are coming up on it. All right, all right, Sarah is eyes still on the screen, hands on hips, looking quizzically at the screen now.
5: Now it's just kind of... <sighs> now,
4: I was told you have to watch all the way to the end for the finale, but, of course, for the bet, you only must uh, watch Not for... watch to the end. All right. And I
5: think this might be more of a a boy problem two, thing.
4: One Sarah has passed the there one minute twenty nine second mark. Written. That is
5: so revolting. How much
4: longer does the video have, would you say, Sarah?
5: Um let's see. I'm at one thirty eight and it goes to two forty two.
4: All right. So you got about another sixty seconds. Yeah. All right. So um
5: Oh, Rick, I don't think you should watch oh, it.
4: Oh, I'm never gonna be watching it. That's the thing. I'm no. uh that's not gonna be.
5: See, and I think it's easier for me too, because it's just an it, old, creepy guy. Yeah. And he has all these, like, things on his legs. This are... is
4: like the time Tim Savage told me to go to Lemon Party, and I didn't, you know, I didn't really know what that was. And that's, I wish I didn't See, know.
5: See, in my mind, I'm just trying to pretend that it's, like, trickery of the camera. <laughs> it's like, all CGI. So it's... That's what I'm trying to think of. Like, it was something that, that was already in there.
4: Michael Bay uh, Michael Bay is responsible for this. Just keep telling yourself yes.
5: that. No, it was, it was already in there. It's just food coloring.
4: All right. And
5: uh... it's almost done. All right. And so now he's... Standing up.
4: Looks like we're within shouting distance of the end or cringing distance. And then... And the video is nearly completed. Yep, it's done. All right. And Sarah has made it all the way through video rodeo. In your face, Richie Bristol. I, I
7: don't want to look at it we're
4: All right. We're gonna okay, it. I'll make it. Drop point. the window down here. See,
7: Richie, this is how much I care about you.
4: All right. Well done, Sarah Dillon. All right. Fantastic. All right, Richie, we'll come track you down in a bit, and Sarah will find something for you to consume. All right. Way to go on not vomiting. You're a real game day player.
5: That is... All right awful.
4: So would you say it's um, worse than Two Girls, One Cup?
5: No, I think Two Girls, One Cup is... I think the body substance that Two Girls, One Cup deals with is worse than what this Than this. I mean, this looks painful and it's wrong.
4: And invasive.
5: And invasive, but there's nothing that can surpass I think Two Girls One Cup. That is just, it is just, that's wrong. Yeah. Like, I can't, I still can't watch that. Video.
4: No, that's a, that's a thing that really you just, you desperately wish you could unsee. It's like when people send me pictures from Rotten.com and the subject line is always something like blah, 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 maggots. And I'm just, you know, delete. Delete, delete. It's like that horrible fingertip photo that people were sending us. And I was just, you know, I spent a long time, I spent a long time looking at awful things on the internet just to try to knock that out of my mental cache. You know, it's like my brain can only hold so many bad images so I would go look at other things. Well, I'm back to tub girl, I guess, just trying to get rid of the
7: fingertip oh, picture. Oh,
5: God, the fingertip. That's picture. what I'm saying. I never want to see the fingertip right. picture again. See, <sighs>
7: if I want to see something bad, I just look at my prom pictures. That's what I do. I don't, <laughs> I don't, wow, wow, Hello, David Walker. How Hello. are you? I'm, um, i <clears throat> I'm feeling like really almost like boring and conservative by comparison this is an exciting show it was exciting before i came in the whole lost debate now i'm here and whatever this video was and and here's the important thing i i don't care what it is i'm not i'm not remotely curious sarah's reaction richie's reaction made me go I don't need to see that. See, that's see, that's my thing, and I don't. Maybe it's part and parcel
4: of different know, other commonalities and personality types. Here's another thing that I that I never ever did as a kid. I never ever ever once looked for my Christmas presents. Didn't want to see them early. You didn't like. Laura will buy me something for Christmas even now, and she'll you know she'll buy it a couple weeks before, and she's like, I bought you a Christmas present. Now I, and do you want? And she'll be excited about it, and she'll say it's really cool. Do you want it now? I'll give it to you now, and I'll be like, no, you know, wait till Christmas. And she'll say, what do you mean? It's in the other room. I can get it right now. And I'm like, we got to wait till Christmas to open our Christmas presents. I have no desire. I have very good impulse
7: control about things like oh, that. Oh,
5: I, I unwrapped and rewrapped.
7: See? Oh, that, no, I never did. There was one time I actually found the hiding place of um, where my mom had hid the, my Christmas presents. And... I, I, I saw what one of them was because it was like sort of peeking out of the top of the bag, mm-hmm. but I didn't look through the rest. I was like, I'll find out on Christmas Day when I open it.
5: Yeah, I it. could usually restrain myself to just one. I wouldn't open all of them, just like one that was peeking my curiosity.
7: No, that's yeah. exactly my thing. And so, in
4: with this, I have noticed, des- like with the two girls, one cup, I got about four seconds in and I went,
7: oh, that's what this is. No, 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 no. And I hit the X, and you know what? I never went back. Yeah, I don't, I, someone told me about it. See, I'm one of those people who's really good at just... Why don't you tell me about it, Rick? Tell me about it, and I'll be fine. You know, it's. And I, I feel the same way about like ex girlfriends. Like I don't really ever want to see them or talk to them again. As long as someone else tells me, oh yeah, they're not dead. They, they're not in jail. I'm good. I don't need to. I don't need the first. A lot of things you just don't need first-hand experience with. Or it's like. Especially
5: when people feel the need to update you about something like that. It's like, yeah. I don't care.
7: Yeah.
4: I don't. But what Sorry. are you doing? Yeah. Or like when uh, you know, I was. I was. And honey, if you're listening, I, I'm sorry. I hate that. I hate to have to reveal this like this, but I never did finish Twilight. I lied. Uh, that was a lie. <laughs> that was a lie. That was a that was a that was a fib and an untruth. I never finished that book because I feared that. Because here's the thing: is reading that book, it was like doing some Flowers for Algernon thing to me, where it's like by the end of it, I was gonna be I was gonna be an idiot. <laughs> like I on page one, I was smart, but it was like it was like. It, it was like a mental Benjamin Button thing. By the time, I knew that by the time I got to the end, I would just be like, oh, I like book. And then I would be, you know, and peeing myself. So I, I got about two-thirds of the way through, and I'm like, I can't finish this. So I just went online to, like, Wikipedia, and
7: plot synopsis. And I read the whole plot synopsis, and now I know everything about the book without actually having to have finished it.
5: Genius. Yeah, so it's that's what I did.
7: I only made it, like, 25 pages into that it's thing, so and bad. I was like, no. It I sounds not even funny so. bad. It's awful. Now You know what's funny bad is the movie. The movie is funny bad.
4: The book is funny bad. I th- see, here's the thing. I hate the stereotype. But if you're a woman, I think you would find the book funny bad. Because the thing about Twilight, the book, and even it's so heavy-handed that even I as a guy was able to see it. It's like, um, it's like something being so loud even a deaf person could hear it. The thing about Twilight is, and I think any woman who's read Twilight will tell you this. We could ask any person in this building who's read it, any woman, and they will tell you the same thing. It is like a caricature of what you would put in a book to get women to read it. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's, imagine, like,
5: what we... Like my genius idea, with, like the book that I started writing.
4: Exactly. Like, what? let me ask you this. What would you say is the most heavy-handed, just shameless, manipulative, romantic drama there is, like a chick flick? You know what I mean? Where He's it's like,
5: like the, the boy from the wrong side of the tracks and the girl, like the awkward girl who's like the quieter one with all of her like loud friends. Does something occur to you, like a definitive
4: example of that? Where it's like they sat in a laboratory and put together every component to make like the perfect manipulative chick flick film. You know, it's like a like a like a maiden. Like, a, like or, a
5: she's all that.
4: Something like that, or yeah. Pretty in pink or something mm-hmm. like
5: that. Yeah, that, the ugly, like the ugly, like ugly duckling.
4: Exactly, yeah. like twi- or all those movies that came out after After Pretty Woman.
5: So, are in Twilight, are they both sexy vampires?
4: Uh, no, she's. N- I might have... Spoilers, lol. So, look, if you don't want to... If you don't want to know about spoilers is, in Twilight, you just you tune out is now. Is that a
5: ridiculous name that they call people who sleep with vampires in Twilight? Or is that... Oh, I'm thinking of First First Blood or whatever that TV show that's,
4: is. Yeah, that's First Blood. That's the Ellen yeah. Ball thing. No, this is like, you know, it's where he has butterscotch... He has smoldering butterscotch eyes. Um... And his eyes occasionally turn jet solid black when he's angry, but like no one in the town ever, like no one in class ever goes, what's with that kid's eyes? They're all pupil. Like nobody ever, and he doesn't wear sunglasses either. And just, you know, I guess you could get contacts to cover it, but why bother? Um, the the author sees no need for such trifling details. And he's she actually uses things like, Edward was standing against his locker with his geometry book, looking more like an look looking more like a Greek god than any man had a right to. Are you
5: kidding me? I'm like, not. That's I a that is a that. that's
4: a lot. But here, but, but it's like you almost need to read it now because it's just so you can check off in your head every single thing that they put in there to like manipulate uh, kind of not too terribly bright girls into loving it. So, anywho, all right. Well, there you go. And Sarah Wagner loved all of them. Just. You know? FYI. Yeah, I
7: know a lot of people who loved them. My mom loved them, and I sometimes just look at my mom and go, well, okay. My my, my
4: wife read the whole series in like two weeks, all yeah. four books. But even by the end, she was like, this is so bad. It's like I hate myself with every page, <laughs> but I have to finish. So... Anyway. Uh, well, let's uh, begin the News Hour. We'll do a few news stories. We'll take a break. On the other side, this, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, is David Walker. And now, from right. the CBS
2: Radio Center in downtown Fort. Well, Supreme Court Justice. Oh, wait, new nope. News. Are your headphones turned up?
7: No, they're not even on. Oh, there. <laughs> there you go. Wow. All
4: right. Yeah, now I can. That was some great radio just now. And yeah. I mean that honestly. <laughs> all right, there you go. No, I'm, you uh, I don't feel it. stupid at all. That's what it was like. Oh, you
5: should. That was, that was all me. No,
4: no, no. That was, but that was like those uh, those few months uh, between Rush Limbaugh going deaf and him getting the cochlear implant. Yeah. And where he was doing the show, and this before he'd admitted that he'd gone deaf. And he had like a, uh, uh, a typist in there who would transcribe whatever the callers were saying and then he would respond, but he'd see it written out. So there was this weird lag where sometimes he would be talking over the top of people, and it was in that garbly deaf voice, and it would be, <laughs>
1: well, I'm a fellow American,
4: you know, and it was a bit, but it's like he and this caller would be interrupting each other because he couldn't tell that the caller was still speaking. So you were just a, you were just like Rush Limbaugh just now.
7: Oh, I, I can't tell you how much that, that means to me to be compared warms to. It warms your heart. It, it, it warms the cockles of my heart, actually. <laughs> Here's David Walker, ladies and gentlemen. Supreme court justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer she is uh, 75 years old and has already survived uh, about of colon cancer she joined the supreme court in 1993 which is actually it doesn't seem like that big of news right now but this is um this early in into obama's term um it, it, he's already looking like it might be he might have to replace the supreme court justice which will um i'm sure that whoever he nominates will have tax problems. Of course, <laughs> nanny
4: problems too. That's the other thing. You would think that they would make like that would be question one though on yeah. all the ever since Lonnie Guineer. you know, do you and it would be in fifty point type tax problems, nanny problems. Please to explain.
7: Well, as Lisa was just explaining earlier, uh, earlier on the um, uh, Hilda Solis, the the nominee for the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee. Her husband is having tax problems, so now her confirmation has been forestalled. And I think the question that we really need to be asking is what's going on in the government that so many people are having tax problems? And because I got to be honest with you, I don't make much money, okay? I'm, you know, technically I'm living below the poverty line at this point right now. And I have paid my taxes every single year on time since I've been like 16 years old. And And I can't afford to pay my taxes, honestly. So what I want to know is what you know what's with all these people in government that 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 this is going on. And I think if they started paying their taxes and no tax cuts for the Mm -hmm. wealthy, we might be able to solve some of these serious problems. That's actually a good question. How many jobs could have been saved if just like the
4: nominees had been paying their taxes? But I did have there was a guy actually who emailed me the other day, and he he works he's not a CPA, but he works at, at a financial institution. He was saying that this should illustrate how much the governmental tax system just needs to be simplified and overhauled. Overhauled, exactly. Whatever. And, you know, despite all of the many, 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 many problems uh, I had with Rudy Giuliani about many things, the one great move he had during the campaign, and if he'd stuck with this, I think he might have actually ended up as the nominee, is he would come out on stage... And it was, he had such a, whoever managed his campaign was just such a boob. uh, And it might've been him because he just had such poor theatricality and just no, like there was no production value uh, because he had this great thing he was doing where he had this one piece of paper, just a standard eight and a half by 11 legal size or whatever, you know, standard ruled size piece of paper. And he would pull it out. And the thing, it was like all crumpled up and like it folded in quarters and stuffed in his back pocket, like with some tic-tacs or whatever, but he would pull it out on stage and he would say... Under a Giuliani administration, your taxes will be on one single side of one piece of 8.5 by 11 paper. Uh, it'll fill one side of this in 12 point type. That will be the only tax form uh, that you must fill out. And but nobody paid any attention because he was just, the rest of his campaign was just such a huge disaster. But if he had just stuck to that, I think a lot of Americans might have just gone all right, that's one concrete thing I 'm in favor of, yes, yeah. on that because the tax system is just aft it's just aft beyond all recognition
7: and and we're really seeing like just some really hardcore concrete examples which it's actually hobbling the process of just getting this whole new administration up and off the ground, and you know i'd be curious as to you know how members of Congress deal with their taxes because i'm'm I'm, I will bet you money right here right now non taxable money, mind <laughs> you that a vast majority of of people in Congress probably are having you know have problems with their taxes, and they don't know what they're doing.
4: And it, well, this is uh, I was asking Lisa that I was about the computer system at the White House, and I said, well, you know, you ought to do a sidebar piece about like White Houses of the past and like the Obama White House. Like, is it Mac or is it PC? And if it's PC, do they use Windows Vista? Do they use whatever? I mean, I think there's a bunch of people who'd like to know that. Like, yeah. like, do it, like really, do they use? I mean, like that thing of, like, Obama may or may not be allowed to use his BlackBerry, which is just a little frightening, the idea that the government can handle NORAD launch codes, but, like, they can't figure out how his cell phone can properly work. Um, But that's the sort of stuff people are interested in. I would like to know, you take all the people at the Treasury or the people in the White House, what percentage do their own taxes? What percentage have, let's say, uh, maybe a a well-known nationwide chain do their taxes? What percentage have, uh, like, a private tax preparer? I mean, how, I mean, like, how do politicians do their taxes? I well, think that would indicate they, a lot. They don't. That is they, what we're finding. They don't, they don't at all. They have Michael Madoff do their taxes. That's right. All right. There you go. Oh, by the way, two things. About back on Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the pancreatic cancer. One... It sounds like it actually might be the case this time, but every single time any president runs for whether it's election or reelection, that's always the thing. Well, you know, this president will probably have to appoint seventy-four new Supreme Court yeah. justices, Anderson. So this is the most election important election in a generation. They always roll that, and it's like it's never true.
7: It's never ever true, but it might be this time. I'm trying to remember how many Bush appointed. Just one, I think. Uh, no, I think there was two because one passed away. It was Rehnquist. Rehnquist, but then who? Um, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor. She didn't didn't she retire? I, if I remember correctly, I have to go back and look. I think she was so appalled by the 2000 elections that she yeah, wound up... She I'm went, out. Yeah. You know, and they're old, too. I mean, it's, I, mean we, I, I think that's what we need to see, some, like, a sexy Supreme Court. That's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Supreme Court justices, like, there's... they. The nominees have to be between we'll say the ages of 30 and 35. All right? No, I'd yeah. be with that. Yeah, that's right. Or you could do I mean, this then is this should I'm be like a bikini contest.
4: Or they could uh, they could just do that thing of
7: like with well, the Supreme Court must be an accurate representation of the American demographic makeup at this point in time. Yes. Done. And it's, I mean, that's probably, when you're talking about branches of government, that right there is probably the most disproportionately off, even more than oh, yeah. than, than, than Congress oh, yeah. and, and, you know, the House and Well, at least science. Congress
4: you can vote for. I mean, Congress, at least you can make the sort of half-hearted claim that, like, well, it's the fault of the voters. The Supreme yeah. Court, it's just, you know, they're job for life. Um, yeah. Final <laughs> thing here, just, I know that it would, I mean, it's, it would be cold comfort, but I'm going to make the push right now. You know, there's like Lou Gehrig's disease and... Alzheimer's disease, you know, for Mr. Alzheimer and whatever. I'm pushing it right now. Pancreatic cancer, Swayze's disease. Okay. I'm going to demand, I'm going to write it down. Okay. I'm going to start a website for that today. We're going to start calling pancreatic cancer Swayze's disease. Okay. You know, I've been.
5: Swayze's disease or Swayze disease?
4: Swayze disease sounds like a rapper of some kind. (laughs) <laughs> My name is Sway Z disease but it would be but then we would be like have like have had like five e's like all in a row or something and That'd then Swayzy yeah.
7: You are crazy's um, disease. Yeah.
4: yeah. Uh. I mean it's sad, it sadly has a weird rhyme but I mean you know because then let's say you go into the doctor on that sad day and the doctor says um well uh Phil I hate to tell you this but uh on well, the test came back and it say uh, it's not good news um just going to be very direct it's a uh, you do have advanced Swayze's disease. And I mean, at least you'd be like, well, all right. I mean, like if you had to get a bad cancer, I mean, rather than just getting like, oh, and I've got, and I've got, you know, marrow cancer that's going to kill me slowly and painfully. This, it's like you got Swayze's disease and then they should give you like a medal you can wear around your neck, you know, <laughs> like a Swayze's, like a, you know, like a Swayze's solidarity medal. Okay. Hey, I'm going to start to push for that today. Okay. Uh, or you could, or you all can start without me. Like I started that Jonathan Colton urban legend last week on my site. You all can begin this without me, but you've got to give me proper credit. Swayze's disease. All right, let's do one more, and we'll take a break.
7: Okay, well, uh, Starbucks has announced more layoffs and store closures. They're going to be closing a total of 300 stores, 200 in the United States, at one hundred and four in foreign countries. Um, and it's, they, they're claiming they are going to close six local stores in Portland, southwest Washington, which will come as bad news for anyone who wants to walk more than, we'll say, oh, three blocks to a Starbucks. mm <laughs> um, I don't. Maybe we should. What I'd be curious is—is is to what are the least what which what will be the Starbucks they close? I mean, there's so many. And the only other city I've ever been in with more Starbucks I think is is either Seattle or New York, where you can go into like a. Um, I I I was up in Seattle last year, and there was a um, shopping center. They had a Starbucks on either end of the parking lot.
4: Actually, uh, just have you read Starbucks by Taylor Clark?
7: I can't. I'm sorry. If Taylor's listening, I'm sorry, but I just don't want to read your book.
4: <laughs> okay then I, I like a definitive no well anywho uh he does make this he talks about yeah and this is before the big starbucks sort of everything started cratering but so it was written right at the sort of apogee of their success that he makes this point about how there is no other american business like you can't put a mcdonald's next door to another mcdonald's and have it work and to a large degree they can still kind of do that with starbucks Although it seems like that may be sort of imploding but he notes that um the the location where there are the two Starbucks that are closest to each other is actually in Portland, and it's at Pioneer Courthouse Square Mall. And there is a Starbucks on one floor, and directly above it on the next floor is a Starbucks, and that is less than 400 feet away. So yeah. there's actually two Starbucks separate Starbucks of less than two hundred, uh, less than 400 feet from each other and, and both
7: at least as of now still in business and working very busy and they they just started they just announced um, that they were going to start serving food at Starbucks I mean they're already serving their little breakfast sandwiches, but I think they're going to start moving more towards sort of diversifying which is, is pretty scary in and of itself I mean like they have their own line of CDs their own record label their own record label their own DVDs they 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 produced a movie a couple of years ago and they're really it's it's sort of insidious, and you know, hey, Starbucks—if you like Starbucks, that's fine. But it's really this—they've they put a nice sheen on the sort of homogenization of coffee. I mean, when I was a kid, it was Sanka. That's you drink Sanka holders, you know. Sanka was Sanka decaf or half caf or just regular. I don't even remember. I just remember my grandmother going, "Hey, make some Sanka." <laughs> Put it in a percolator. Get me
2: a palm Mall. Yeah,
7: um,
4: that was right before my grandmother would. She would. My grand. What is it with grandparents and Sanka? Was that a thing that they marketed
7: to like Depression era people or something? I I just think Sanka and Folgers were like that was what coffee was when you were a kid. You know, when I was a kid anyway. I think wasn't Sanka the one that was pimped by what's his name from Marcus Welby M D? I, I, it may have been. The hell I can't was that remember. guy's name? Um. Oh. Uh. Is it James? No. Not Buddy Ebsen. Um. I I Or whatever. Yeah, the
4: guy yeah. from Marcus Well BMD, he'd be like, I'd enjoy a cup of stanka. Yeah. <laughs> and so my grandmother did. It was just granular crap that they would put in it. like it. was I mean, it was just brown water basically. Yeah, basically. Um and but then Folgers I remember I mean look, I they each their own. But I remember my parents uh you know and then you know, of course you know Kennewick is not like a even now a thriving metropolis or anything. But of course then see I can talk about coffee first. I gotta be really be careful about it. I have to limit myself to 90 seconds on this coffee discussion, lest everyone be filled with, uh, you know, sort of horrible rage. It is amazing to think about the fact, this is the one thing I learned reading Starbucks that I'm really glad I did, that I think it was in 1927, so the International Food Corporation or something, some big monolith, they paid a guy at Harvard some massive amount for the time, like 10 grand. And they said, look, we want you to figure out how to make the perfect cup of coffee. Take as much time as you need. Here's $10,000. Go to a laboratory. Literally, figure out how the best cup of coffee on earth can be made. Like, how do you do it? And he took it very seriously. And he came up with a very simple, it's like a four-step formula for making the world's best cup of coffee. And it is, in fact, what most coffee connoisseurs and companies now use. And it's like, you get a certain kind of bean. You roast it for a certain amount of time. You have water that's like, I don't know, like 139 degrees. You grind it to a certain fineness, you press it through, you steep it for like four minutes, done. That's it. You don't do anything else. And that's still the formula they kind of use now. So having figured that out in 1929, it's then amazing that we went through about 70 years in this country where the coffee was crap. It was just awful. There was just no reason for that. You know, my parents, uh, you know, have have some, and it was like, we'd like be, you know, like some weird off-brand of coffee, like Sanka or like um, uh God forbid. What is it? It's not Nescafe, but there was something. Yeah,
7: there was. They had, Nescafe had their sort of coffee. I remember, because this was back when coffee was like twenty five cents a cup. You know, I right. remember in college we would go to the diner and get you know get a cup of the coffee. the endless cup of coffee. Exactly. And now it's like five bucks, but but you can get it served by Chicken and Bikini over at Bikini yeah. Coffee. So that's that's the that's the fifth step to making a good cup of coffee. Yeah. Chicken right there. And bikini. So
4: but the Starbucks thing, it's like you just. You are right, though, that they're just sort of slowly... It's like you wake up feeling like John Spartan, except instead of Taco Bell, it's just, you know... You know, in the future, all restaurants are Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, Yeah,
7: Except it's... it's, Yeah. Oh, well. And that's a logical
4: (laughs) stopping point. We'll take a break. Back after this with uh, more from David Walker. Uh, Later on, talk to Dorothy Carcassari from the National Enquirer and so forth. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Don't go anywhere. Hello, it's the Rick Emerson Radio program. It's five oh three seven three three two nine seventy. Five oh three seven three three two nine seventy. Uh a couple brief notes here. One, don't forget we are giving away free passes to see Friday the thirteenth, this coming Sunday. Uh, I'm sorry, this coming Monday, uh, the AM 970 premiere this coming Monday night at Lloyd Cinemas. You can pick up your free pass for two while supplies last. You don't have to buy anything. No purchase required. Just show up with your bright, beaming countenance and pick up a free pair of passes to see Friday the 13th, this coming Monday night at Lloyd Cinemas at the AM 970 premiere. Uh, It's at the Tropical Smoothie Cafe, which is uh, next to PGE Park, corner of 19th and Burnside. It's uh, 1902. West Burnside, that is the Tropical Smoothie Cafe, 1902, West Burnside, next to PGE Park, the corner of 19th and Burnside. Uh, they're going to go fast. There's limited supply, so uh, you should go get down there today. And then uh, I got mine yesterday, by the way. So I will be there uh, Monday to see Friday the 13th.
5: And alas, I cannot, because it is my bowling league night, where I get to stand awkwardly next to my ex-boyfriend and have Richie yell at me.
7: Yeah. It's, well, that, I don't know which to... I, I almost want to go to that. I was thinking about going to Friday the 13th, but... <laughs> That this sounds more entertaining. It actually. almost sounds oh more Boy, brutal. Is it? Do. do you think? I
4: hear the thing. I think Richie might keep it under control at this point, though, because we kind of we, we brought to his attention that he's become really the edgy. I think, think
5: so, and I don't think Richie's irrational. I just think that maybe oh, think he's, he's a little grumpy.
4: No, he's irrational. I you just know, what makes think he...
5: everybody happier. Donuts. Donuts. Donuts.
4: Should we make him eat those now?
5: Maybe we should call him in.
4: Hey, Richie, you should come into the uh, studio right now. now gentleman, Richie Bristol, our intrepid PA, joining us in the studio. Um, here's the thing mm-hmm. about Richie. The, I, I think this grumpiness is exacerbating what was already there. Because I heard told you that I, I heard told you that I won't play poker with him anymore? No. Oh, yeah. No, I'll we'll, we'll wait for him to get in. you got to
5: what? I'll, I'll you <laughs> got to move your car?
4: <laughs> you have to do it right now? Yeah. Okay, well, go move your car and come back in. All right. And don't just, like, get oh, your car. Oh, he just and...
5: winked. He doesn't have to move his car.
4: Oh, I, I'm i sorry. Were you making... <laughs> he was some, making a silly. He's a merry Jape? Wow, these smell really good. Yeah. No. See, the thing about those donuts is they seem really good, at least to me, but then you get about two or three in and there's like a greasy film it puts on the inside well, of your mouth.
5: by the sixth one, Richie will still be loving this. The sixth
4: one, how many calories in the whole package? Yeah.
2: Serving says one.
5: 360.
2: Rah, right, 360 how many calories. Are you right that's actually
5: that? the
2: whole package. I'm not going to eat lunch, though. That's not, that, that, it could be worse, Richie. This
5: is not very, I, very I would less.
2: expect there to be more. 360 calories, that's two meals. You are eating lunch, Richie. It's, a, donut, a, it's a lunch of donuts.
7: That's two meals. What, what kind of meals? Are you, what are you eating? A carrot and a celery stalk. He's stock? got body image problems. He's become anorexic. Rice. He doesn't he doesn't want to say it. I mean, I'm I'm doing this whole calorie counting thing, which is killing me, but. That's how many. If I made now, I don't mean to pry into your personal business, David Walker. But how many calories a day are you taking in? Do you have a goal? I'm I'm trying not to. Ex- on the days that I work out, I try not to exceed 2,200 calories. What is your workout? At- oh, just shut your three? hole, three? What, three? Three? Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. How are you
5: reaching <laughs> to a to yeah, a a yeah, like I was going Well, this should be that 370 calories is two meals. Yeah. You did, yeah.
4: So hold hold on for a second. So what is your how, Let's back up how many days a week do you work out? three right. days a week okay. but I'm, what, I'm
7: bumping up to five
4: so three days a week yeah. going to five how many hours of workout is that
7: uh i'm I'm never doing more than two hours a day. okay, so that is closer to ninety minutes a day so
4: that's uh let's see so that's that's been uh four and a half hours a week of workout, so that's been four and a half hours a week uh and you're and it's twenty two hundred calories a day yeah okay see twenty two hundred calories a day and, and you're just physically you're just a bigger guy than Richie anyway, I mean you're taller yeah, you're seventy calories.
2: Okay, well, but yeah, I, I guess
4: But my point is, though, Richie, that you're doing the same amount of calories. He's a bigger guy, but you're still, like, way outstripping that because you're 2,200 calories, and then you are working up six days a week for four hours.
2: Yeah, but I sit on my ass for four hours a day.
4: Yeah, but you're burning calories doing that, too. I mean, I know you don't think you are, but you are. I mean, the, the trainer yesterday said that just you existing every day is taking, like, 2,000 calories. That you're you just, you, just your actual metabolic rate... Just to be alive for a day, you need around 2,000 two calories. Uh-huh. So I guess you're you, you are running a calorie deficiency is my point. Yeah, that's... And awesome. the idea that you would say that 360 calories is two meals, uh-huh. I think that indicates that somebody has gone a little caring carpenter on us because that's just not true. No, because you can have a cup of
2: rice and a can of tuna fish. That's a meal right there. You got it. There's yeah, but that's that yeah, you're supposed to eat 30 grams like, of protein oh, and 25 well, grams of. I can see. Okay, now here's the thing. Okay. I can al- Okay, I can almost see that.
7: Let well, you-
5: me let him start working on the donuts while he's talking about it. <laughs> yes,
7: mess. Yeah, more, see, uh, the, You know what he's doing. The thing is, is that he's considering what a normal person would consider half a meal. Right. He's considering that two yeah,
2: right. meals. Well, right. and plus the, six meals a day.
4: Yeah, but as I was gonna say, they're supposed to say well, if you eat small meals, yeah, but you're supposed to be doing that like every 90 minutes all day long. I mean, they you're do. supposed to be, yeah, but that would, st- but that would be more than 2,200 calories still that you should be taking. In. No. Well, okay. No. I don't I want to get back not into a calorie.
5: wrapper the either, so we can't All right. It about the point
4: that. is that you lost, <laughs> you lost the video rodeo bet, and so now.
5: And I was willing Just... to give you a back massage, but what, I. Can you
4: massage while I eat them?
5: No, you lost.
4: <laughs> All right. Do you want to give me the wrapper and I'll read the list of ingredients no. while he eats? Yes. Right. we playing
5: his
4: music too while he eats? No. Let's do that.
2: Oh, oh, I'm gonna skip two meals now. Hey, I, I could throw up afterwards.
4: No, yeah. oh, no, you can't. You we, we wow. weren't
2: in the rules. I I, I, that's such a girlish thing. Well, room. okay, that
4: is fair. That, no, that's a fair point. I didn't specify that's that he couldn't All right. Ooh, more donuts. God, you, you could know. at least do Reese's. Well, if, you know, those, those things turn on you, too. Let me uh, see the wrapper here. Yeah, All but right. Reese's has got peanuts in it. Mm-hmm. All right, these are hostess donuts.
5: Uh, we should weigh you before and after you start eating them, Richie. These These are
4: gross. All right. Oh, mm. All right. It was in two minutes, by the way. You have to eat them in two minutes. You started, so like the clock is running now. Uh, all right. Okay. I'm keeping an eye on the clock.
2: Mm. These are gross. <laughs>
4: and by the way, if you don't finish in two minutes, you got to do it again. <laughs> all right. <laughs> These are crunch flavor. Six mini donuts. They are bakery they want... classics. All right. By the way, if you die, you I'm not liable. Them. Incidentally. Yeah. You don't. There's none of a... Okay. Don't you yeah, don't choke to death. this is not intercom.
7: You can have some of my water if you want it. Mm.
4: Mm-hmm. Six donuts serving serving size, six donuts. Well, at least they're honest about it. At least they're not spinning that fiction of, you know, four servings to a package. Don't chew your food enough that you can breathe, please. Let's see. Ingredients. Ingr- en- enriched wheat flour. Well, there you go. That's not bad, Richie. Uh, ooh, sugar. Uh, let's see. Water. Vegetable shortening. Uh, let's see. Dextrose, milk, soy flour, eggs, leavenings.
5: Ooh, leavenings, Richie. Let's go straight to your thighs. Okay? Hey,
4: Richie. Sodium aluminum phosphate.
5: They'll make you sweat less.
4: Uh, uh, let's see. Calcium carbonate. Uh, they diglycerides, Locust bean gum, Richie. Mmm, locust. What? Locust bean gum. Um, those grasshoppers in it? Paprika. Caramel. You're
5: doing good, Richie. Come
4: uh, on. Locust.
2: done. grasshopper.
4: Yes, it is, Richie. You are the grasshopper Hello, grasshopper. No, don't do that. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I'm not going to hold you for two minutes. I want you to die in the studio. Then you're
5: no, will just I you know, enjoy you know, watching me. him eat. What? It makes me happy to see him ingesting food.
4: Seriously, you're so thin. You've got to eat, Bobby. <laughs> you can't. You can't just just wasting away. I'm Let me ask you this, Let's just, and then we'll uh, return I'm to news. I'm going
5: to be depressed. <laughs> Let me, you are such a, a girl.
4: You have become. You're way more of a girl even than I am because I used to be the one that I'm such a girl about my weight. But you, I look so masculine uh, next to you at any at any time now because you're just such a freak about your weight. Have you ever been diagnosed with or um, uh-huh. acute. <laughs> uh huh. Okay, I walked right into that one. <laughs> Specifically, though, Richie, um, have you ever been uh, diagnosed with your, or uh, has anybody in a position of medical authority ever uh, asked you about having an eating disorder? Be honest, don't lie. I used to be bulimic. I was in wrestling. Color me surprised.
5: Oh. The
4: odds makers take a beating once again.
5: Let's keep Richie in the studio with us for the rest yeah,
4: of the Yeah, no, I, there's no, no hurling. I no. want to throw these up, Richie. How mean, I
5: go call, screen the calls and Richie can run the board for right now. That
4: seems like a really bad idea. Uh, I'll go well. Yeah. <laughs> That'll last about 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like the whole show be 90 seconds at that point. Uh, so you were bulimic. I'm sorry, bulimic. You were uh, bulimic? Uh-huh. And that was at the for college, high school?
5: I can yeah, ruin your teeth and your stomach.
4: There is. A, your teeth get all gritty mm. uh, and skinny. Not if you wash them out. <laughs> What is it? It's the
5: acid, though the acid doesn't uh-huh. wash
4: out. For what period of time were you bulimic? Uh-huh. How how long were you bulimic? If you use orange juice,
2: it washes out because it's citric acid. It's so gross. How long were you bulimic? Oh, I don't know,
1: three or four years.
4: Seems like you'd be dead. That's like Meredith Baxter. No, Bernie I mean, died after just
2: like what? You're selective. Oh, not all the time. So you like binge no, all and all purge?
5: Like you'd eat well, and then all of a sudden you go to McDonald's and buy like five Big Macs, and then
2: yep, go home and throw up. Yep, you have a craving for something. You eat a whole like. Whole bag of cookies or something like that, and then you just throw it up afterwards. Did you ever read? and uh, The answer is probably no. Has anybody ever read? ever
1: read.
2: No, did you ever? read. No. Did you?
4: Elton John. Uh, there was. It's not his autobiography, but it's a, there was a biography of Elton John that came out at about '95. That was pretty great. You know, it was a lot of a lot of sort of you know juicy details and whatever. But at one point, they described Elton John's bulimia because he was you know to nobody's surprise he's you know kind of a freak about such things and he was bulimic. And they did this thing If he actually listed off to an interviewer what a typical day's binge and purge would consist of in terms of, like, what he would eat. And his whole thing was he would just have what he called an enormous fry-up. And that was like a break like fried b- breakfast, like, a, you know, where it's like hash browns, bacon, eggs, toast, like everything that is just, like, greasy and fried. And he's like, and I would have four complete servings of it. Then I'd throw it all up, and I'd eat four more servings, you know, and it's just all like Mr. Creosote and whatnot, and it was just, it was, and just reading it, I was like, I could, I mean, I, and you know my whole thing, I can't throw up, I can't let myself throw up, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it more than anything, and you know whenever you feel sick to like if you just throw up, you'll feel a lot better, be that as it may, I can't do it, I cannot bring myself to throw up if I can, if I can avoid it, I'll feel sick for a day, rather than throw up once for 30 seconds, I can't do it.
5: No, I have to, I, I never just automatically throw up like i whenever i feel like i have to throw up i have, I have to like make myself throw
4: up yeah i can't
7: I, throw up or cry either either of them i just can't i can't do that so both physical and emotional purging i can't but do it.
4: you understand why
2: i cry yes i do all right
7: <laughs> so you were bulimic for like four years and so was it just during wrestling uh-huh
4: and so what would what would you gorge on typically like what is the kind of food that you would binge cookies on cookies is my uh Hard, uh, your weakness is your crutch. Yeah, it's my crutch. How many cookies of
2: what kind? What variety? I would eat like nothing Oreo out. double stuff, but the whole pack.
4: Oh, wow. like a big, like the full-on three pack. rows of. Oh, I that would eat so the whole broad. thing, knowing that at so the good. end I'm just
2: going to throw them all up. Oh god, that's <laughs> disgusting. Then I'd eat a can of green beans. <laughs> oh, that would be then your actual meal. Yeah.
5: Wow! So you'd eat all the cookies. Oh yeah! And then throw them all up, and then eat a candy. Every food. other
2: day, like a bag of cookies. So have
5: you, like, have you told your dietitian and your workout people that you were bulimic for four years?
2: No, we know. should tell them. They probably, probably know, a long then. time ago. Aubrey, now, Richie, you're obviously
5: showing the same signs. I that, would say that somebody is the like, first thing that you you say after we buy you donuts is, "Oh, I'm just going to go throw these up."
2: I am. <laughs> that, see, somebody right hasn't. I If I wasn't. I believe somebody hasn't mastered his problems. I don't Correct. even need to stick a finger in my throat anymore. I could just. Can you just think
4: it? It's like a mental I'm button?
2: Please stick right now.
4: Please, don't, don't vomit in don't. the studio. Seriously. <laughs> I don't care where you vomit as long as it's not in here. doesn't matter to me. Uh, At least I won't crave donuts. For this me. is like the time where you're dumping eggs in the trash can in here for some reason. Don't throw up the Why don't we
5: keep on going? Let's take some calls. All
4: right, okay, I'll have have that food digest. Them.
5: No, 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 no. It's okay, but we can take them on the screen.
4: David Walker, do you have thoughts about this ongoing situation?
7: <clears throat> I, you know. Throwing up your food is just a waste of money, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm I'm too cheap, so I'd never throw it up.
4: That's, see, that's my thing, is it just seems, well, A, that my vomiting, the, the, I just can't. I can't throw up. I just avoid it whenever. I will lay on my, bread and do, in my bed and do shallow breathing uh, for like an hour to keep from vomiting, so I couldn't do that. And also, yeah, it just seems, it just seems like stuff, like I am, that guy, Laura and I will go out to dinner or she'll buy something. And she'll get ready to throw it out, no matter. And I'm like, no matter how old or stale it is, unless it is literally going to make me ill, like if it's rancid or whatever, I'm like, you cannot throw. When we first were together, she made like I don't know, she had cookies or something, and they were sitting on the plate and they got stale, and I caught her dumping them into the trash, and I was like, do not throw those away. (laughs) And it was just when I said, you paid, like you paid for those, we have to eat them. And I got really like, and I guess I have a whole thing about it. I mean, it's not like I grew up
7: in like destitute poverty or whatever, but I mean, it was, you know, but you just don't drilled into your head you know that you don't waste there's food. there's there's people starving in yeah. india right now and yeah no uh, what i am good at i'm getting better at is i'm getting better at, at control like like the thought of eating like more than 3 cookies is like i i don't see how you like like i buy girl scout cookies once a year i buy 2 boxes one sits in the freezer that i and i usually <laughs> wait until like the holidays to eat it and then the other one i'll eat over the course of a week or two but the 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 holiday the ones and i have a box of girl scout cookies still sitting in the freezer but I I, I I can't eat them right now because I'm watching what I eat. So. Right, and, cause
4: you have, and you have self-control about it in that way. And that, Sometimes.
7: And you eat. Now,
4: uh, is this because you... And by the way, Sarah's back there screening calls and doing an exemplary job, I might add. Well done, Sarah. It's <laughs> like wow. riding a bike. Um. See, Richie, look at that screen. Look how it says the guy's name, what he's calling about, everything's spelled correctly. It makes it's sense. all capitals,
9: though. Yeah, You're but yelling it
4: doesn't... It. It doesn't it, yeah, but do you see how like she's yelling something I can understand as opposed to whispering gibberish.
2: That's the difference. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well I just uh uh-huh. I'm just repeating what they said.
4: Okay. Uh, but you know, my, my thing is that I can't like you know, my and you know, my this drives my wife crazy that we'll get some ice cream or something and I'll have like, you know, three or four big spoonfuls and then I'll put it in the freezer and I'll just sit there for two weeks and she'll be like, How can you do that? It's in the freezer And Stephen King used to you know, when Stephen King quit drinking, he talked about how he would be in a restaurant, and he'd see somebody push away a half-empty glass of wine, and they were done. And he said he wanted to go over and go, like, finish that! Yeah, finish yeah. it! And, uh, you know, and I, j- I just can't eat a lot of sugary stuff. I have almost no sweet tooth, and so I have a real strong constitution with it. But I just, um, or you know, are able to resist it, but I can't. And the other thing is, like, if you lay off that stuff for a while, and then you try to eat it, it's vile. I mean, it really, it, it is not as good as you think it is if you lay off it for a long time.
7: Which is the good thing if you can do that? Like I, I mean, when I I used to drink Mountain Dew all the time, and now I, that stuff is just disgusting to me. It tastes like cough syrup or something. So. Yeah. But I, 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 I am a soda junkie, or I was, but I've, I've been able to lay off of it for a while. Let's,
4: so. uh, let's take some of these calls that have been excellently screened, shall we, Richie? Man, you know,
5: I miss call screening a little bit. See, I did I'm, that for years. I,
2: well, no, look, the
4: I'm going to take this call here, and you know, I'm going to take it because I can look at the screen and tell what it's about, and I know that it's relevant to the current discussion. Hello, Dave. Hey hey i know your name and everything how are you
2: <laughs> yeah, it's great
6: hey i'm great uh, i used to weigh 425 pounds and i'm down to 238 pounds. well done sir yeah and i did it by you know eating so responsibly and like well, no soda no beer cut down on the sugar fried foods potato chips all the good things that you guys love and enjoy so much
4: now what are your thoughts on uh, on richie bristol and his uh, rather unorthodox methods of weight control
6: uh, I think he's headed I'm, I think he's headed for a problem called congestive heart failure.
4: Yes. Probably. Because,
6: uh, oh, the smoking you're just one. putting way <laughs> too much you're putting way too much uh stress on your system. Your metabolism will go up and down through the course of the day, kinda of
4: like the tides. Well and there's also that thing about how your body just starts to like, you know, there's nothing around. I'll eat my own liver and you know, and then your body's just like ingesting your lungs or something.
6: Yeah, it goes for muscle first.
4: Yeah, Richie. And you know,
6: it eats the muscle before it eats the fat. If and that's just the way your body works.
4: Well and don't you think I mean it would be here's my thing, Richie. You, you know, you, you're working out like six hours or six days a week, four hours, cutting to twenty two hundred calories or whatever. Which, and don't get me wrong, I think it's admirable that you're taking, you know, you're doing a thing and you've, you know, you've got a dream and you're following the dream. And, this, you know, in this case, two very disparate dreams. I, It's great. I really don't, I, I don't mean that in a sarcastic way. But doesn't it seem like you're just setting yourself up for a big crash? Like you're not going to be able to maintain this. At some point, you'll just, you won't be able to keep doing this and you're just going to crater. So oh, that's yeah, the concern, that the, the,
6: Rick. The point that I wanted to make to Richie, and this is really important, and I'm definitely and sincerely concerned about it, is that... If you're not responsible with the way you you know you deal with your ups and downs according to what your your metabolism needs, you are going to hurt yourself.
4: That's right, Richie. I've yeah.
6: had three heart attacks. I know of which I speak.
4: Body is not a toy,
2: Richie. Richel. And you are
7: pushing forty now, Richie. Yes. I
2: think you're not getting any younger, Richie. But I don't weigh three hundred pounds. I'm just saying, I mean, if there's yeah, something you know,
7: that doesn't weight isn't as you know is isn't it's always not, a factor. It, it is it's too It's not your business. weight.
6: It's the stress you and put on your, your metabolism, your heart, pressure. your lungs, your your whole physiology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know what you're trying to do. I tried, you know, I was a power lifter for years. And I, you know, had a large body, was carrying a lot of muscle around. And as soon as I stopped the regimen that I was on, it went to fat.
2: Uh, is that why you're aggro? Huh? It's why you're so angry. He's aggro. not.
9: <laughs> yeah. No, he sounds right. like he's I coming know. through
2: he's the phone at me. No, All right. Right.
9: I'm just
6: I'm I genuinely know. I know. concerned about you, Rich.
2: No, it's okay. I get I get hundreds of grams of protein and complex carbohydrates I'll and glutamine and amino acids and B C double A. Cup. All right, Serving ah. of
4: vegetables. Ah. Hey, you need a serving and be quiet for a moment. All yeah. right, thank you, sir.
7: eat real food, Richie. Quit barking around. All right, thank you.
4: There's that. There's that guy.
7: No, but here, See that's the thing,
4: like, and I and I got a uh, I, can, I don't have time to read it all now, but I got an email yesterday. It's a personal trainer, and he says, um, he says Richie needs to not substitute protein shakes and substitute from and so forth for meals unless it's a time or convenience issue. He said there is nothing you get from a protein shake you can't get from real food, uh, and then he notes that he notes that, um, he notes that uh, the, the, the you know, like the actual real food thing is ridiculous, and that's what what, are, that's what Adrian said yesterday. Like a calorie is a calorie, man. It doesn't matter. A calorie is just a, a unit of measurement. An it, inch is just an, an inch. Yeah,
2: but if you don't get all your vitamins, your minerals, your proteins, your complex carbohydrates, it does matter. If you ate 2,200 calories of candy bars a day, you'd obviously not be healthy. But in terms of weight loss, it doesn't matter is my point. The calorie part, but if you're eating good calories... That's what's healthy and what's not healthy. If you're eating eight servings of vegetables a day, that's what you're supposed to be getting. If you're getting your calcium, you're getting your protein, you're getting everything you need in your diet, then it's good. I'm just going to say this one thing, and then we have to move on. We're going to return to David Walker, uh, who really, I never, I mean, let's just be honest. Dave
4: Walker seems really mellow and calm and <laughs> loving of all humanity compared to certain people in the room. So I'm just going to say, and in fact, you know what? Never mind. We'll bring the curtain down. We'll, re, we'll revisit this, Richie. Thank you. So, okay. All right. There you go. Don't go throw up.
1: Wow!
5: I was trying to keep him in here as long as possible. No, no, no,
4: I understand that, but it just, it, it, and then I just here, and I swear to God, we'll move on because we got uh, you know we got lost to fight about later. So, do you think like the thing with Richie is? Here's just my take on it. The thing with Richie is that he he sounds like he is like any recent convert to anything that he is just like. He's read a little bit about it, and so therefore, and then has just become a zealot.
5: Seriously, he sounds like he's, um, yeah, like just preaching the Bible to you or something. Like the way he's rehearsing things, it's like it's been pounded into his head, like he's brainwashed. He's like, no, you don't understand. I get my complex carbohydrates. I get my protein. I get my amino acids. I eat my beans. I'm like,
4: hey. it, it does sound very much like a guy who has just discovered mm-hmm. some yeah. some faith and is then like spitting mm-hmm. it out at you. So, all right. Hello, David Walker.
7: Hello, how are you? Sorry, how are you? I just yeah. want to say this. This is my last uh, thing on on um, on on eating is that beans, beans, the magical fruit, the more you eat, the more you toot.
5: See, and Richie's probably stinking up places because he can't <laughs> smell and he doesn't know that he's doing it.
7: That's exactly. You know, Richie's, I didn't, you
4: know, I don't know, and by the way, you're listening to KCMD Portland. Um, I, I don't know why we didn't just sort of guess that he'd had some weird bulimia thing. I should have just figured that out. I mean, that does seem obvious. You know what I mean? It's a pattern. Well, you know, and the thing is, and it's not like we have to move on for its own sake. I just, uh, I wanted to isolate Richie for a while. He had to go to a quiet room.
5: No, I had to. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. And then let me tell you my.
4: Yes. No, go ahead.
5: Oh no, I was just to say I lived in a sorority. You know, uh, for.
4: Oh, it's a vomitorium.
5: Man, there would be full meals in the toilet. It was so, (laughs) so... and you could always tell the girls who were the bulimic ones because you know everyone knew, but nobody would say anything. And like you try to talk to them about it, but then they just keep going back to being bulimic. Like I remember going down to the basement to use the restroom once, and it was just you know, like full pieces of like chicken and peas and like everything's uh-huh. just like floating in the toilet. Didn't even flush after it. And it's just
4: now, so would gross. You, I mean, I uh, was, uh, nah, never mind. I was going to ask. ask if you ever had, like if you ever no. challenge, were challenged. I'm not going to say but... there wasn't
5: a time that I wished that I, that I could be. Right. Because that, it just seems so easy because these girls are like so thin. I just can't, throwing up is disgusting. That's me. my thing. It's I can't. It's totally gross. I can't I do I hate it. doing it.
7: I don't like those thin women anyway. They're just, I, I, you know, that's just kind of gross. All they're full of is hate. They yes. have and of, their yeah. breath
4: stinks. Yes. Seriously, it, dude, yeah, that's, that's the, the other thing. Uh,
7: that girl, yeah. And, yeah. No, and they I'm, get spacey, too. They get really, like, I, I dated a girl. I didn't realize she was bulimic at first. And then I, she was, like, total space case because she wasn't, you know, getting enough right? whatever. She wasn't getting enough complex carbohydrates and amino acids and all that. Good stuff Richie talks about. Mm. And her breath stank. That lasted like a day and a half.
4: I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I had some other point to make. I remember what it is. All right. It's alright its 2970 Oh, just the final thing is that, um, the, the, you know, the other thing we should have, uh, it always takes listeners, of course, to point this stuff out to us because I'm just too dense to, to figure it out on my own, even when it's obvious. They were pointing out that Richie is simultaneously trying to become like a size zero drag queen and then is also legitimately training to become a mixed martial arts page fighter. <laughs> And the guy was like, you know, you can't be eating and working out for both of those goals simultaneously. Like, you've got to pick one of those things. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot be Mr. Universe and also wearing a Twiggy dress. Like, that's just not... you got to do one. And it seems like maybe the maybe the battle for supremacy in, in Richie Bristol's head uh, is just a... Uh, maybe that's what's causing all of this sort of discord. I mean, that would just be my, my guess of the situation. All right, here's David Walker, ladies and gentlemen.
7: All right, today it is February 5th, 2009. Today... In 1934, Hammer and Hank Aaron was born. I am just bringing that up because it's also Black History Month. Hank Aaron was the first major league baseball player to break Babe Ruth's record in 1973. He hit his 755th home run. He held that record until Is that
4: last...
7: uh, uh I know so little about sports. Is that what's his name? The Royd guy? Barry Bonds? Yeah, Barry the Juice Bonds. All right. Uh, Who I think is back.
4: Isn't there something happening with him today?
7: Yes. Yes. There has been something going on with him. Um he, we almost booked somebody from CNN to talk about it and and I didn't because
4: I thought it's going to be one of those where I'm making it up like I like I pretend that I know what I'm talking about. Um but I guess it's like another hearing for
7: Yeah, no, they're they're releasing a bunch of his records and apparently he'd been tested uh as far back as 2001. Um and I don't I don't really follow that much. I remember um as a kid when Hank Aaron was about to break uh Babe Ruth's record in 73 because I'm I am that old that I can remember that. And uh the interesting thing was that, you know, he he got death threats. Um, he was, I believe he was playing for the Brewers at the time, and, you know, um, there were people that said, you know, no black man should break Babe Ruth's records, and so there was all this concern that th- there was people who were threatening to assassinate him at a game, um, which also, again, in, in this moment of black history moment that we're having here on the AM 970, we should look back to how far we've come for that, uh, you know, now we have... Mr. Barack Obama, President of the United States, it's an incredible thing.
4: So, and this is,
7: who am I thinking of
4: then? The, The what record was broken? Uh, like a couple years ago and it was like a guy like a San Francisco
7: guy maybe yeah, or... you know and, that, and of course Maguire? Yeah, Mark McGuire yeah Mar- Mar- Mark McGuire Mark McGuire yeah. yeah and I you know what and now of course I'm drawing a complete blank as to what his I think that was the was... Maris
4: Mantle thing wasn't it that... yeah because didn't Mickey uh, Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris in the, I don't know this because of the Billy Crystal movie uh, that there was some thing where they were both check, uh, they were chasing like a world uh, it was like a home run record in one season and then he ended up breaking it and there was an asterisk next to it and whatever the, whatever the hell I don't even remember
7: yeah, no, I'm I'm looking it up because I'm so bad at it. Uh, McGuire averaged a home run every. What is this saying here? Um, oh no, he has the single season home run record. All right, and that's because it was a
4: longer season, yes. I think, and that's why there was all. The... Here's let me just let me bottom line it. All I really know about Hammer and Hank Aaron is that his nickname, the Hammer, is the reason that Robert Guillaume's character on Sports Night couldn't be called the Hammer because it was already taken, and so then Natalie decided to call him Pliers.
7: Oh, I can one up you on that one. Yes, MC Hammer. Took his name, Hammer, from uh, oh, because he
4: was like a he was like a Bat Boy he, or something, he was right? was yeah. And oh. and
7: Hank Aaron was his childhood hero. There you go. I'm going to file that away. And filed. Here's David Walker. All right. Well, Boulder, Colorado police have announced that they are reopening the Jeanne Ramsey oh, case. Oh <laughs> uh, my Christ! You know, and here's and this is what I'm thinking about this, and I, I'm not trying to belittle this whole case because it's a terrible thing that happened, but the 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 murder of Bene Ramsey and this the inept handling of this case makes me wonder how many other cases like this are ineptly handled. Right. And makes me feel like, you know, you can pretty much get away with murder oh, in yeah. this country. Um, yeah. So they, they have reopened it. There's no um, official reason other than they're thinking, mm, I guess 12 and a half years is, you know, we should get up off God of years. 12 and a half years? Uh, yeah. She was found in December 1996. So it's a little under 12 and a half years.
4: Ago. Really? I have to. I mean, look, it must it must be said that... We really do uh, every time uh you see the television news devoting like a completely disproportionate amount of attention to like a missing white girl somewhere you have Johnmbenet Ramsey to thank for that i mean that is like that is the uh, that's the that is the the er story that is the genesis
7: of all of that right not only
5: on park today when they were looking for a blonde girl from nineteen twenty six to disappear. <laughs>
7: yeah you, 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 wow. you know this is a topic you do not want to get me started on because i will uh i mean yeah, I, I could just go off for hours on on that sort of uh disparity in between between, you know, the socioeconomic disparity in crime victims and the stories that get reported, Jean JonBenet Ramsey versus, you know, some girl in, you know, from South Central Los Angeles that we've never heard of.
4: Well, I was, you know, if I was Dennis Miller, I'd say, you know, she's the tigers in Euphrates of missing white girls. It all comes from whatever. But I remember the, the media saturation on that case because it was on Christmas and it was, you know, whatever. And again, I'm not trying to, I mean... The, the, well, I'm not I'm not trying to belittle the case either, obviously not. I mean look, but the fact of the matter is like John B'day Ramsey's dead. he has been dead for a long time. Yeah. And nothing's gonna change that. And I'm not saying that like guy's out there, you figure out who he is, fine. You catch him and you stick him in a hole forever and you jab him with sticks. That's fine. But you're right with it like so totally emblematic of just the absolute incompetence of and I'm not trying and I'm I'm also trying to not not trying to knock cops and law enforcement. What I guess what I'm I'm echoing your point that it really, so much just depends on the criminal being stupid and leaving a big obvious clue. So much depends on the bank robber writing his note on the back of one of his own deposits. Yeah, like, yeah. i know.
7: it's there's there's an old episode of the TV series Barney Miller where they were looking for a serial killer who was mm-hmm. chopping people up, and they they found him because he accidentally left his wallet in a paper bag with a body part, and that's sort of how it works. I mean, it's really and and when big. Crimes like this make the news. One of two things happen. It's either we're hearing about it because it hasn't, they, they haven't solved it, right. which means signals incompetence, or usually because they've blamed the wrong person. Right. Or, or um, you know, in the case of O.J., let's just assume that O.J. actually did do it, um, the, the handling of the investigation. Wow! Yeah, Sarah just handed me this uh, this printout for missing girl, 1926. Inquiry resumes. Detectives have reopened an 83 year old case of a missing teenage girl who may have been murdered. Uh-huh. Wow! You know, and and again, I'm not trying to, to be little the this, least work, but you know, there there are people that are you know there there's there's a right now. There's a kid being abducted somewhere in the United States. We should be more concerned about that kid than a woman who's been missing since 1926. So she'd be what 80? Yeah, she'd be 83 now. This is so so she and like this picture. I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to look at this picture and go, "Oh yeah, you know, she's she will have changed. (laughs) She will have years (laughs) later." Yeah, I. I think, it was, I think it was right about
4: uh, right about the time, I, we for like the 50th uh, resumption of the Natalie Holloway case, was like the, the, the Aruba girl, the girl mm-hmm. that went to whatever. Yeah. And I was just making the observation that I, it was when Heidi Tauber was here, and I think it made her really, I don't think she cared for my, uh, for my particular gratitude. Has
5: greatest. she ever responded to your
4: phone calls? No. No, I've asked her to come back, and I, uh, I haven't heard back. She's, uh,
5: I thought she had a good time. I thought we bonded.
4: I think that was a lie, Sarah. I think that was a <laughs> tissue of lies that she was peddling because the Oregonian was here that day. No, 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 I'm having a great time. And then, like, so, Heidi, we'd love to have you. Youth. I'm just going to call one more time. I that just,
7: way all the time. Uh... <laughs>
4: You know, it's rick at rickemerson.com. Just let me know. We'd love to have you back for whatever. But I had made the observation that if you really, if you want to reduce crime or, in fact, just increase the percentage of criminals that you are able to catch in the accident house, what we really ought to do is just stash like a white girl in every house in America. You just go to the high crime areas. You know, it's like, a, it's like that. we're going to give you a chicken in every pot. No, no, no. We're going to give you a white girl in every home, and that way you know that the instant something goes wrong, the man will be on the case.
7: You know I, what I mean, I think if I ever run for office, that'll be sort of my uh, my platform, you know, uh, health care in every family, white girl in every house. Yeah,
4: I mean, that um, way, you know, that something will be done if there's any sort of
7: mischief at the house. Yeah.
4: Look, yeah. if anybody even walks by the house and lingers too long out front, somebody be on the phone to the
7: FBI. So, yeah, well, there's, you know, the, never let it be said that there isn't uh, again. There, there's there's definitely a lot of disparity. Um Sarah just ran out, so I guess... I think like, she's printing something oh, out for Oh, she's printing you. something out yeah, for me. printing okay. a news story. The, um,
4: well, the last thing we heard with the JonBenet Ramsey case... What was it last year that they finally... They just said the parents didn't do it, like they finally cleared the, oh, well, the parents or whatever? Oh, that
7: one guy whatever. confessed. The, the, that was one of the last major That's speeches, right. I forgot about him. Who, like, the crazy guy from the, the beginning? I forgot yeah. about the crazy guy. See, that's a whole chapter of the story. I don't remember. The yeah. crazy guy that was, no,
4: no, no, I did it, and... Uh, No, it was me, and he was like some weirdo in a satin jacket. And then they found that no,
7: he's just nutty and creepy. Yeah, like he'd confessed like seven other things to, like kidnapping the Lindbergh baby or something like that. I think I don't, (laughs) I don't remember. So, do do we have time for one more? Uh, Oh, we've always got time time for one more David watch because because this one I I, I want to go on to a penis watch now. Take a look Look at my enormous
0: penis, and my troubles start to melting away.
9: Bow, bow, I take bow, a look at bow, my enormous penis, and
4: everything is going my way. Bow, bow, bow. Here's David Walker with your penis watch for Thursday.
7: All right, that well,
9: watch, Yeah.
7: Is, are you prepared for this? This is coming out of Serbia. A careless man is in a hospital after slicing off his penis and flushing it away down the loo. The loo is, is another term for toilet, in case any of you listeners didn't know. Let me read that again, because... Some of you might not have actually believed what I just read. A careless man is in the hospital after slicing off his penis. Hmm, that raises one question right there. And then flushing it way down the loo. That's the second question. Again, this happened in Serbia's 45-year-old Ratko Dudik. And, you know, does careless mean
4: something different in that like, Was this a translation probably, you suppose? Careless is like, uh, you
7: know, when you, like you forget your car keys and then you have to walk back in the house. Mm, yes, no. Careless is, the other day my mother lost her cell phone and went into a hysterical tizzy and I had to help her find it. And it was in the most obvious place it could possibly be. I don't want to embarrass her because she's listening right now. But you can carelessly misplace your cell phone. You can carelessly misplace your car keys. But I am seriously trying to figure out how you carelessly, again, allow me to read this... <laughs> A careless man is in the hospital after slicing off his penis. Um, how do you carelessly slice off your penis? A shaving accident?
4: Mean, know, I mean, that, be... that's about
7: the only thing I can think of is like, oh yeah, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to be on that trail down there. I want and and get my that, table saw. That yeah, that ain't happened with David Walker because you would need like a <laughs> chainsaw to chop my manhood off if if you know where I'm <laughs> going with that.
2: I think That's I've really right. I think I've cracked your code. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> um, With a single entendre.
7: Urologist Dr. Branko Potic of the Nis Clinical Center said the patient's life is not in danger. <laughs> well, thank God for that. You know, keep him around for future comedy. Yeah, I, I, I'm still trying to I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that one. I, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. There's your uh,
4: There's your penis it's watch for Thursday.
9: Ba, 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 I take a look ba, ba, at my enormous penis. Elena,
4: everything is going my All right, way. we'll get some phone calls here in a second. Just a couple uh, brief notes. Okay, I've got a, uh, I've got a disturbing, uh, and these are just, this is from life. These are not news stories. These are just observations I've been waiting to make. Uh, I've got one that's heartwarming and one that's a little creepy. Which one do you want to hear?
7: Um, I kind of would like to hear something heartwarming just because right? too? we've just got
4: too much negative
7: going on around us. <laughs> and by heartwarming, I mean
4: it's about me. Uh subject line my Please, f- please somebody down, uh, name another baby after
7: you. My No, 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 but can I tell you this? So, hey David Walker, do you know somebody named their baby after me? <laughs> no, Rick, I didn't know that someone named their baby after you. you. Want to tell me about that? It's a blessed event. It really
4: is. And an angel has an angel on earth has gotten his wings actually. Uh little <laughs> Ava Emerson. I'll show you photos later. You mean I'm gonna Emerson, carry Emerson, Ava. Emerson Ava. Emerson Ava. You can
5: even call it Emerson, Ava, Emerson.
4: Ava? Ava, Ava. Uh, a little bit of Emerson Ava. bit of i little bit of a little bit a little will of a little because of wouldn't be creepy. You know what I you do? I'll carry a photograph of the
7: email. No, no, no. Have I shown you a photograph of a little No, of you Have I shown a of a photograph of a little about of little Emerson Ava? You little know what would a be better is if you little had... You printed out the email and folded it up in a uh, you know, little little you little know, that around. Because... I would do that. Or if, if someone named their kid after me, I would. I or or would maybe just so uh, some
4: sort of get some like uh, some sort of super advanced Japanese laser pointer where I can actually have the entire email somehow put inside. You know, like, those, like they have those laser things now that will project a virtual laser keyboard onto a desktop, so like you have a keyboard anywhere. Mm-hmm. I should get one where I can just project the text of the letter on a wall 80 feet high. So I'm have you seen this email? Jung and I shot it onto a nearby brick wall. Um, no, but uh, a couple of days ago, somebody named their Sarah uh, their truck after Sarah.
5: It was very exciting.
4: And uh, and then two days ago, somebody sent me an email. They purchased two new parakeets. One named Rick. One named Emerson. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I will it's and by the for you. I chose not to read any of the innumerable emails that said like Hey Rick, I just uh, I just had a uh, break at work if you know what I mean and I named a little something after you because mm-hmm. that's just there's no call for that. This one says. Subject line, my four-year-old and your show. Rick, I was listening to the podcast of the show this evening. This is from uh, Tuesday. While preparing dinner, my four-year-old son, Henry, was busy playing with his wooden trains nearby. Part three of the show ended and I took the opportunity of the break to go out front on the porch, get the mail, and have a quick smoke. When I came back in, Henry said, Like the cherubic angel he is, Dad, what are you doing? I said, getting the mail. He said, Are you going to put on that Rick Emerson again? I told my son, yes. I then asked my son, do you like that Rick Emerson? He replied, yes, I like listening to Rick Emerson. Rick, I know your general sentiments on the subject of children, but I thought you might appreciate another new fan, whatever the age. Listeners are listeners, Rick, and these are difficult times. I will be telling Henry to spread the word at his preschool. Uh, Best show ever, Eric in Southeast. So there you go. That is is a good one. The... That's the next generation right there. All right. Uh, here is David Walker, ladies and gentlemen. Then We'll get to some of these calls. on hold, hang on. We'll get you in a second.
7: Okay, I've got two related stories. First, in Des Moines, Iowa. A Des Moines woman has made a request for a no-contact order against a former boyfriend following a Monday night beating, police reported this morning. Officers arrested Isaac Benjamin Pettinger, 21, on charges of domestic abuse with injury, false imprisonment, and obstruction of emergency communications. Police said it all started with a video game.
4: As it usually does.
7: Yes, apparently she um, interrupted his video game play, and uh, he 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 manhandled her. Does it say
4: what the video game was?
7: Um, It does not say what the video game was. Uh, I mean,
4: like interrupting that stupid, that bejeweled thing or whatever on Yahoo. <laughs> There's no call for that. That's just ridiculous.
7: But it says right here, Lacey Proctor, a 20-year-old massage therapist student, reported that she was assaulted tonight by her former living boyfriend, Isaac Pettinger. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it doesn't get too much more into it. Proctor said she became frustrated with Pettinger as he would not stop playing video games. Proctor said she stood in front of Pettinger, blocking his view of the screen. At that point, Pettinger's video game character died, and he became very angry. Okay. Now we There was have... a gamer you couldn't save, probably. There was, yeah. no, there was no code. Now, there's here's a related story, and this is out of Austin, Texas. An Austin man has been accused of trying to choke his girlfriend with the cord of a Wii video game controller after she became angry that he had eaten all of her Girl Scout cookies.
4: So many layers of grade in mm-hmm. all of these stories. By the way, just back on the other thing, I'm just saying it's a comedic observation. Of course, we don't advocate any sort of violence on this program. and Breaking the law is wrong. It's uh, It's immoral. You shouldn't do it. I'm just saying though am I the only one that like as the as the violence in the household was unfolding I was just like seeing I was like seeing like a health bar next to her and it was just sort of going
7: down from <laughs> green, green to yellow to red well I'm I'm thinking that the the uh, the second one, the Austin one with the Girl Scout cookies, I can kind of understand that. I can understand her being upset because he can only get them once a year. You don't need somebody's Girl Scout cookies. No, no, you sure. gotta be you gotta no, be cool about that. It. That's yeah. why I always in the box. I always I always keep an extra box in the free box in the freezer case for emergencies. Mm, frozen
5: thin mints are the greatest.
7: Oh no, the Samoa's are the best. <gasps> yeah. So is that he ate her Girl Scout cookie? She was yelling at him, and then he started to to choke, choke her, her with the with, the, with the Wii controller.
4: But I don't even understand
7: we do that. The Wii controller doesn't have any cord, does it? Uh, I don't know. I don't have a Wii. Yeah,
5: maybe a different. I name. have a wee. I don't have
4: a Wii. Yeah. Um, <laughs> David Walker, a man born without a Wii. You and know then what? it cuts to you walking sadly down the street in black and white.
7: But I, I think that I think that there's there's probably in both cases some intimacy issues. And, <laughs> yes. and I, I think if you ha if you got a girlfriend, you shouldn't be spending all of your time playing video games. You should be. Pleasuring her is what I think, and so also they're, with they're, the Wii controller, yeah. with whatever it takes, you know, and that's therein lies the big problem. By I the way, just I got so much David to say. David Wolf is, is this. a
9: smooth lover, man, ladies. He wants
7: to pleasure you, I'm, and I'm still back on the
4: other thing where, like, as the as the beatdown is happening, because I've just played way too many first-person shooters. Like as the beatdown is happening, I'm just picturing the huge cartoon fist, like, right, in, you know, first-person perspective. Ksh, 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 ksh. Oh, you know, or whatever, and then, or, or like Mike Tyson, like punch out style, yeah. where it's like he's like in a weird, he's
7: like a green see through grid.
1: Haymaker, <laughs> <laughs> hey Funny blow.
7: There's, you know, uh, and, and again, I don't want to uh, condone violence either. Chris Rock said it best. There's plenty of reasons, you know, to beat somebody's, you know,
2: ass. ass. Yes.
7: You just don't do it. Oh no, that's no. That's and, right. and, and I think in a, in a list of things reasons why you, you you might be able to okay yeah they had it coming interruption of a video game just isn't it no just is not it no i so. forget
4: i was i forget who said this but it, I, on some some television show somewhere where there's some guy putting a beat down on somebody else and somebody really boiled it down to its bare ass and said you just can't go around giving it to everybody who deserves it there's just no time yeah there is i mean that really is i mean there's all kinds of people that's like my you know and i'm a big bleeding heart about everything and that people have because we we root for the demise of all kinds of people on this program and actually when people cause their own demise or when they really are just asking for it and then something bad happens to them you know what i cry not at all i shed not even the tiniest of tears that being said uh, people will say well how does that like how does that sort of jive with you being opposed to the death penalty I'm I'm, you know i'm I'm against the death penalty and all that because i don't trust the government to even like fix a road much less decide who should get uh, who should get killed and it's like you know, you know, somebody just sort of brings it on themselves, and they clearly just have it coming. You know what? Have at it. That's the universe fixing itself right there. I just, uh, you know, the odd. And if you're just a truly awful, uh, horrible person, I'm saying the odds are pretty good that that's it waiting in your future at some point anyway. Like we don't even need to do it most of the time. Like, like idiots will eventually get what's coming to them just because they're idiots. Like you
7: know, that's the deal. I was, I was having this conversation with a friend yesterday, and, and I, I know people will be upset when I say this, but I think that they, they need to readdress capital punishment laws. Um, for instance, I think Bernie Madoff should be executed for what he did with this, all these people's money, but more importantly, it needs to be a pay-per-view event because that will generate income for the economy and people feel better about watching, you know, I, I think it was, uh, the, the former president of, uh, I can't remember where it was in, in Africa back in the seventies would do e. Amin. it wasn't, I mean, I go right to, I mean yeah. e. for everything it was, um, <laughs> uh, but he he would do public executions, no trials, just randomly execute people, um, and crime would drop considerably. I think I think we just need to grab up some maybe, you know, at least Bernie Madoff. I think that would make a great encounter. Carlin had this whole thing. George
4: Carlin had this great thing about how you would do public beheadings, and, like, you'd behead somebody at the top of a platform, and then the head would roll down into one of a series of numbered holes, and you could do, like, a lottery or something with it. You know, like, a, no, 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 I got all my money on five or something. Uh, you know, here's what we ought to be in pay-per-view, and this is actually unlike most of the crap that I say. This is a good idea. The, I was thinking about this during the Super Bowl. How long do you think it's going to be before they say, look, you can get the regular Super Bowl, and we're going to offer you know, bells and whistles and high def and, and all of that, but here's the deal. You pay thirty nine ninety nine, and you're going to get a live feed of what happens in that locker room during halftime.
7: Oh, it, it, it'll happen within the next, I'm going to say, five years, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, with yeah. the guys doing the Pacino speech in there
2: yeah. about, you know, <laughs> it's a game! Cheers,
4: you know, and it's like, but you're waiting for him to just read the riot act to some poor bastard who fumbled the ball. Yeah. I'd pay that. I don't even care about football. I'd pay forty bucks to see what happens in that locker room. You okay. know what that, I
7: mean? That's real human drama right there. That's what I'm talking about. I also think that you know maybe in the a, in a case of like a guy like Madoff, maybe what we could do, if not execute him, we could just give him an ass whooping, a public ass whooping, and we could charge people like a buck, and we give him like one of those you know Rattan canes. Like remember that kid, Michael Fay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those sort of things, and for like. A buck, you just get to smack him across the back of his, or or you don't even need that. You know what would work? A Hot Wheels track. If you've ever remember Hot Wheels, yeah, yeah. H- have you ever taken a beating from a Hot Wheels track? No. Ah, uh, see, your parents they didn't, they didn't <laughs> beat you properly then. They did. People talk about the wooden spoon or the leather strap. No, you get a Hot Wheels track across the back of your bare thighs, man, and that is a beating like you cannot, uh, you cannot. And the worst part is, is because you've been beaten with a Hot Wheels track. <laughs> You can never play with a Hot Wheels track again the same way. It's, so it's, it's not only is it a physical torture; it is, it's very psychological and mental it, scarring as yes, well.
4: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just picturing, by the way, like a nine-year-old David Walker over to friend's house. David, you want to play with my Hot Wheels? David, why are you crying?
7: <laughs> wow. You know, luckily, I, I just know. I, I mean, I was, I wasn't, I was never hit by my mother with a Hot Wheels track. I did have someone else hit me with one. We were too poor to afford a Hot Wheels track, so, yeah. so I just, got, I, I got the, I got the manual, you know, bare knuckle beat down. Oh, it wasn't was like an
4: off-brand, no, no. You know, no, no, whereas a Hot Wheels, you were beat with
7: a Matchbox track. No, no, there was. Uh, I think my grandfather <laughs> took a leather belt <laughs> to me once, but. Oh, yeah.
4: uh, the um, uh, uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, here's the thing about beating a kid with a Hot Wheels track. I'm just saying from a logistical point of view, not that you should do this, you shouldn't. Um, the, 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 I don't even understand it would work. It's not, it, there are no holes in it. It seems like you wouldn't get any, it seems like it would catch too much air coming down to
7: really give you a good solid thwap. It seems like you'd have to drill some holes in it. That's got some sting. I mean, you got to remember, you know, they talk about hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Hell hath no fury like a parent really upset about something, you know, so um, I'm sure there are better things, you know, and, but. At the end of the day, should we even be talking about this like, really?
4: <laughs> like, like the time I, I, I don't remember how old I was, the time my dad came home and I had somehow gotten into my head that a, that a proactive, which really, I guess, with kid logic, there's some sort of sense of this. I decided the really good proactive solution to to uh, uh, discord inside the home was just to pour out every one of my dad's beers, like right into the sink. <laughs> and I think I actually went oh, so I far, bet, though. Oh, I that got you far. But, but I didn't even just, I don't, I don't know what was going on in my brain. I didn't just pour them out. See, this part makes no sense. I poured them all out, and then I replaced them all with water, and they were bottles. So I would take the cap off, blub, 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 pour them all down the sink, water, and I put the you know the cap back on, and then I pound it down with like a a spoon or whatever, yeah. and then I put them back in the fridge. And I remember like the sound of like him opening the first one, and he should have known because like the, like the cap can go back on all the way. Drinking the first one, and it literally was the cartoon like B-b-b-plah! the spit take, because you know. Body can't handle water at that point. The water is—that's an unnatural substance. You can get that away from me. Um, and then just literally going through like three or four in a row, trying to wondering if it was like some weird Wonka sweepstakes, where like then one of them would be filled with mead or something, and or, or the factory defected sort of. Yeah. yeah. Some something must have happened at the brewery. How did this happen? Yeah. Oh, by the way, and then we'll get some calls, and we'll break. Back to back emails, Rick. The most important part of this story. What kind of weed controller has a cord? Followed by Rick. Just in case anybody asks, the Wii has a cord from the controller to the nunchuck. There you go, FYI. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
6: Hey, Rick. Hello, hi. sir. Hey, man, a couple quick things. Yes. I've heard you talk about Bible Man for like two hours, so give Sarah a break. Okay. Yeah, that was the first one. <laughs> Second
1: one is uh, Scotty Ho. Thank you. Right, Thank you. There you go.
4: Hey, okay. have we gone past our last time? Or is it right about now? It's no, right... we've
5: got we ha- we haven't br- taken okay, a break let's in take... over an hour. Okay,
4: we're gonna take a break now. If you're on hold, uh, I'm a dick. I lied. I'm sorry. We're gonna take a break now. Uh, if you like, you know, talk about this later. We'll get we'll get the calls on the other side of this. I apologize. We got to do Lost when we get back because um, uh, Chris Paddock had a place to be. So uh, come back. We'll talk Lost more from David Walker later on. Tim Criswell, the Reptile Guy, will be here to analyze the mental state of America. Uh, you stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. The Why, hello, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 5.03... 7332970 by the way this email just says about that Hot Wheels track Rick trust me the Hot Wheels track beat down works I have two younger brothers who would smack each other on a regular basis with the track pieces this would occur after the introductory hair pulling session just so you know that's Lisa says then all right thank you Lisa all right 5037332970 uh in just a few minutes we'll be rejoined by David Walker and uh, we've got the calls to get to I got this great story which is either a religious nutcase watcher or a corpse watcher both
5: think it's, Yeah a little bit of both
4: I just I don't even well,
5: and that was sent to me by a listener, so I can't take credit for that.
4: We'll get to that. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Um, later on, we'll do the Happy Valentine's Day or not giveaway. Uh, David Walker read a breakup story. Then we'll read a breakup story from the audience, and so forth. Ooh, and another installment of a video rodeo because uh, Richie didn't make it all the way through, but Sarah did, um, which really ought to shame you in any number of ways, Richie. I mean, we're talking about shame and so forth. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from Rock 101K UFO Program Director and uh, Overlord, uh, as well as of Jammin uh, 107.5. Yep, that's Patty. right, oh, word. Thank you. How are you?
0: Don't say that.
4: Well, that's just me being ironic. I uh, tried to auto tune Paul Harvey, by the way. It's, you, not, it's not you, nearly as you funny. You can do it. You can, but it's just not as funny. Uh, it's Paul not Harvey's as, funny on his own. The idea was really hilarious, and then I tried to auto tune. Um, uh, let's see, I tried to auto tune Lars Larson. That wasn't very funny either. Can you auto tune Lou Gehrig?
0: Like from the the pride now? of the Yankees. No, no, not now. I'm saying like from the that the, Gary Cooper as Lou Gehrig in the pride of the Yankees. Here's the thing about the auto tune, and
4: it, I'm gonna bring, I'll bring in my uh, my MacBook, and and I'll I'll do it live on the air at some point. Um, I gotta get a uh, I gotta get a microphone that'll go into the MacBook. Uh, if I if, if we have one of those, I can actually do oh, it. That's cool. Because I can my MacBook will actually auto tune on the fly, so I could actually do the show through. I could I could do the show through auto tune if I wanted to. But,
0: but the, I can hear switches across uh, the the city uh, turning off. The, uh, <laughs> the the thing about about the auto
4: tune though is I figured out it, it only works if if the person is at least kind of singing to begin with. If it's just spoken word, especially Paul Harvin, he's just very uh, m- monotonal. It doesn't, it all, it just sounds jittery. Okay. So, anyway, just what file that J- under... Jesse a, Jackson. Uh, Jackson? See, but I, I think it's, well, I mean, I think it's got to have some variation in, like, it's got to be melodic in some okay. way. Because, again, if the, if the note is just the same, it doesn't really work. Gotcha. Even if you're singing badly, you got to okay. have variation of notes. So, there is, a. there's actually skill to it. Yeah, I just, uh, so it didn't work. It's, uh, it's no songsmith. Let's no, put it that bad. way. All
0: right, so, <laughs> where is my, uh, <laughs> lost... Okay, so...
5: Oh Rick, I'm so glad you prepared this whopping. Yeah, bed for you know
0: us. what? This is uh, this is a big deal because this if is. There's a, so
5: much that happened last.
0: Night. This is the start of something special, you know, I think, on the Rick Emerson show. You yeah. sons sure of is. bitches! This was your idea. I know. i
5: No, I'm for it.
0: Okay, I'm just but saying. Maybe you might want to give it? us. Well, you might want to give us 30 more seconds.
5: Whose side are you on?
0: I'm on your side, Sarah. Everybody yelled at me about this, and uh, who's everybody? Everybody everywhere. Sarah? Everyone on Earth? Mm
4: -hmm. Uh, No, I just,
5: I kind of sat back. My feelings were hurt, so I just, I let the listeners (laughs) know.
4: Here's the backstory. just Uh, as they say in the Phantom, for those who came in late. Right. um, So we've been talking about Lost for a couple weeks now, and just, as I said a million times, the bottom line is, there doesn't seem to be any middle ground. There's people who like hearing about Lost a lot, Mm -hmm. and then there's people who get, like, actively, viscerally angry that there's Lost discussion happening, as opposed to just boredom. It's like they actively hate it. And so I was trying to, like, how how can we split the difference? How, because it's a popular show. A lot of people – Sarah's very into it. And I'm not saying it's a bad show, by the way, uh, because a lot of people are – it's sort of like somebody said, like, you know, they said, well, you're just being contrary. You just hate the show because it's popular. That's not a, you know what? There's lots of popular stuff I like, lots of popular stuff. And it's not even that I hate Lost. I just don't watch it. Like, I don't want to fake – I don't want to be, like, posing. No, no, no. That was very great when Desmond did that thing with the gun. Like, I don't – I don't want to be – it's – I have no problem with. Why Lost. would
0: you be a poser?
4: Yeah, I'm not, but I want to pretend to like it. I just don't watch it, and so. But it's like, how can I do this because it's so polarizing? And you then said, what about? And you, by the way, this if we're going to be taken you know, on something I, that you said on the air. By the way, too. And if we're going to be honest, Paddock actually said, how about Lost in 60
0: seconds? What is wrong with you? I said, no, no, no. What about 90? I'm just prest- this. I was putting the business hat on for a minute, okay? What by like the, the business? It's a great you should be like,
5: no. Look Rick, we're buddies. By the business. Hat, I can make this work with nah, you. No, just
0: putting on the management uh, you know the, I, the programming hat. For oh, like
5: the, when you guys have your just special management some programming. Some people might want to,
0: yeah, with, a, you know, with, oh, wow. Wow. A lot of bitterness. That's escalated. Hey, we, uh, <laughs> we take that bitter party out somewhere? <laughs> maybe, maybe shoot it. Maybe just give it a bowl of Captain Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> you, I have it.
5: I know. Did uh, you see him walk in eating Captain Crunch?
4: Did I mention there's a psychologist in the kitchen
5: <laughs> waiting
0: <laughs> to talk to all of us? I, yeah, he saw me getting the bowl and out of the kitchen. Uh, I do want to at least say that there are people that don't like this show that we're about to talk about for 90 seconds. I thought you meant this show, because that's also true. (laughs) No, Lost. It makes people angry. It makes people angry, and I wrote my posting, and I'm a nerd. I wrote it on my Facebook. Christopher is excited that Lost is on tonight. Can you believe it's Wednesday? And uh, somebody I used to work with says, can you believe this post wasn't in 2004?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, All right, so here's... And then there was all of this debate uh, about whether I was a jerk for only giving 90 seconds for losses because like, well, we've heard you talking about Strike Atlantica for nine years or whatever, and which is true. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. lie about any of that. There's lots of stuff that I talk about, way more than 90 seconds, and stuff that I know not everybody's into. Um, but I was, as I said earlier, paradoxically, by trying to make everybody happy, like everyone is angry at me now. Yes. So I proposed this. This time out, we do the Lost in 90 seconds. A, because I spent a lot of time making the music bed. And <laughs> yeah. then... But then here's the thing. You guys haven't, like, compared notes. You haven't prepared yourselves. You You don't know what... We were going to talk talk during
5: the break. We have not spoken about last night.
4: We haven't talked. And so we'll do this, and that will let us know if 90 seconds is, in fact, too little time, or maybe it's just right. It's just like...
5: I know, because how many times do you have to challenge this? Because every time, because we had the listeners call in last week, that we had them call this morning, and then they were having you do it again. And I feel like every time my head's up on the chopping block, like you're like, well, do they still like Lost? Okay, well, it it's proven last week that they liked hearing the Lost talk, but do they like it again? Okay, Are you we feeling
0: like a reality show
5: contestant? Yeah, exactly, because I'm feeling like you keep putting my head on the yeah, chopping you know block what? You again, and again and again. You should put some like
0: really long fingernails on and start hanging out with of Flav just now. She just looked looks like she was on Flavor of Love. Like, If people like the Lost talk, I don't know. I love I you, said, Sarah. I feel like
5: my head's on the chopping it's block not. all not.
0: Well, I'm here with you. Over and over you and I are together. You're like uh, I um, mentioned. Paddock wanted 60 seconds. Yeah, I just say yeah, 60. Paddock.
4: All right, here All right we go. Right. So Let's here's the deal. Uh, you're gonna hear a beeping, and then the bed will. You'll hear a little. You know, it'll be obvious. There'll be like a yes. little intro, like a uh, uh, like eight seconds or so. You'll hear a beeping that that that, and then the it's like and a breakbeat. No, no, no. You're gonna hear like a breakbeat that'll kick in. That's when it starts. From then, and I will give you like the whole point. Okay, that's 90 seconds. And it'll be very clear. Very high tech. Do you want to know how it ends? I'll even I'll even does, play does you the ending. You? Does it have... I'm even going to play you the ending so you know when the ending of this 90 seconds is coming. So you know the sort of... You're
0: uh, excited. All right. Um, all right. Let's see. Oh, that's
4: computer. Oh, that's, thank you, Microsoft. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay. It's always great when it's actually a Microsoft uh, format that won't play. That's especially wonderful. <laughs> Do you see the thing where Gates released a bunch of mosquitoes at a crowd? They had malaria, too, yes. It's not an onion story. He was at the crowd, he's like, and in this box, mosquitoes. And he's like, that's of like mad, mad scientist, scientist thing to do. Insane. All that's right, crazy. here's how it ends, by the way. So this is the ending. You're going to hear it build to the end here. End.
0: Wait for it. A lot of timpani. Yikes! There you go. Wow.
4: See, you see it coming a mile away.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's like it's like the TV show. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. All right. Who's ready? I'm ready. Sarah. Oh boy. Who's happy? Oh, come on. Show some enthusiasm. Yeah. Sarah I'm just learn.
5: saying. Like I don't think you're as big of a lostie as you said. You I am a, a huge
0: lostie, but I will tell you this: I was asked to sing updates about loss, and we may have to do that next week. I, I suggest throw that, he's, that out there. I was I saying can do it. I might do it. So we didn't start the fire. My other suggestion was you could talk about loss as
4: long as you wanted, as long as Paddock sang everything. You can do it for an hour. So singing. What do
0: you want? You've heard me sing Akon. But not. But it have can't be a magical.
4: parody song. It's got to oh. be like a melody you're doing on the fly.
0: Oh, I have to make up the song.
4: Okay. Then there's a head. It could be like the like Genetic numbers. Opera, where
0: they just sing like okay, sing words. I can do that. Like, How
5: are you to do exactly Free yeah. verse. I have
4: a lot of music in my head. Totally. All right. And, and then Hurley's big guy.
5: <laughs> All right, sell out. Let's do right. this. Right. Wow.
4: Yeah. Ouch. All right. You're She's gonna. Your face. You're gonna hear it kick in. You'll hear the beeping, and I will. Who's gonna start? Sarah, ladies first. Okay, so I will. I'll kind of like give you the, you know, the finger when it when it kicks. But it'll be obvious. Yeah, I'll I'll give you the point. All right.
5: Okay, so Chris Paddock. That's right. So um, when you see Sun get the package at the beginning of the episode, what did you think was in there,
0: and what did you think she was going to do? Well, I it? thought there was going to be some more, like, uh, there might have been, like, a stun gun or something like that, or some sort of drug.
5: Now, did you think that she was going to do something to Aaron? Because I thought she, she was
0: going to kill the kid.
5: She looked kind of crazy, and when she had, like, this crazy look on her eyes, when, after Kate was going out to do whatever task that she was going to do that we didn't
0: know at the point. Yeah, she had, I have a theory about that. Where was, where was Sun's baby? Son's baby was with her mother. How, how do we know that Because for sure. she said it. Because she said it um, in the uh, last... Okay, episode. I was thinking maybe they killed the baby. No, but, no, she wouldn't kill her baby. No, no, she didn't. But maybe the other people that were like have been after no, them... No, she's, she's kept she
5: thinks that they killed Jin. Who, I know. Who is Boiler? alive? Who's alive? Because, yeah. because I, I read this ridiculous thing online today that um, somehow he, when he, it, the boat exploded, he got caught in the,
0: the time... The, inside the, the, the vortex or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah the ripple. Yeah. That was... Uh, the, that was a great reveal last night, and what was awesome about it is we get to see the French woman <gasps> Rousseau I know. Did you call as a that? young lady. Absolutely. Okay, especially we, when they started speaking French, I thought that was a little obvious.
5: All right. So since we only have, okay. okay, so let's flash forward to when uh, all of a sudden Kate's freaking out because he, they're saying they want the you know the maternity test because they don't think that Aaron's her son. Right. I thought it was Locke the entire time because Locke was not he was going to get her back. Because he's anyway. trying to
0: manipulate the whole thing and and make everybody come back to the island. Mm-hmm. As Jeremy Bentham. That would have been my guess. Is that it was Locke's? Is it like a, yeah, a pseudonym his suit. Yes, but next week, lots going to happen. Like me, maybe more gin. Well, cause they have them all. All right. I think now, we need more time. Now let's <laughs> now just let's do
4: a fair assessment here. How far off from the required time do you feel this was?
5: We got about halfway through.
0: Yeah. Okay. So because we didn't get to talk
5: about we didn't all even the talk others... about any of the time. War. We didn't even talk we, about anyone on the island. We didn't talk
0: about the nosebleeds that other uh, castaways were having. We didn't talk about the fact that. Um, Are you making that up? No. Nosebleeds. Well, see, if you are uh, having a problem within the, the time shift... If you're, if you're stuck in a space-time continuum... And you are starting to disappear. Thank you. If you're when starting you're... to disappear, your nose starts to bleed. That's how the episode ended last <laughs> And night. the nose bleeds. not made... an allergy attack. You feel like you're being punked
4: <laughs> by J.J. J. J. Abrams.
5: Okay, and the nose happen to people who have been exposed to the island for the longest amount of time. So the people who are getting the nosebleeds are people who supposedly just discovered the island, but we're now finding out that that they might have actually, okay. like how Miles are, is the son Ma- of Dr. He's the,
0: the son of Dr. Chang or whatever his name is. Yeah, the Dr. guy that's, uh, uh, the the. They're just the Dharma videos. Yep. He's yeah. in all the Dharma videos. That's his kid. And
5: who do you think the redhead girl is? Because I think the red-haired girl might be Ben Linus's um, best friend from when he was younger. Remember the little curly-haired oh, girl?
0: Oh, I didn't think about that. And I think maybe
5: she grew up on the islands because there was kind of a thing he feeling. Oh
0: yeah, I didn't think about that. But she seems a little younger
5: mm-hmm.
0: than Ben Linus now. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah, but then we so. didn't even get to the point that Locke is about to do it with Juliet. Locke is totally going to do it. With oh, oh, not Juliet. Locke. I mean, oh, oh no, Sawyer.
5: Sorry. Yeah, that's true. Your...
0: That's like a game show right there when it was like Sawyer you feel the pressure? Like you got it like, yeah. it's like a password?
5: Like a no, 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 it's a themes. thing. It's in the kitchen. It's, no, it's not buttered. It's, butter. like, it's Shut like up. a pyramid. Um, they are totally going to hump it out, though. Yeah, did you feel sexual tension there?
0: Yeah, all right. Yeah, I felt
4: sexual tension. Now
7: let's stop for a moment.
4: Uh, now, David Walker, you're not a lost watcher.
7: No. Now no, are you I'm a lost hater watch- or are you just I'm indifferent? indifferent. I'm, I'm completely indifferent. I've never watched a single episode. Okay. But I can say that sitting here right now, it was it was literally like listening to people speak a language that I'd never heard before. <laughs> I, I was I was... Thoroughly confused, but it was it was it, it's more entertaining, I think, watching both both Chris and Sarah have this conversation, especially because Sarah gets was getting really animated, very animated, which yes. is like, and and I know she probably doesn't want to hear this word associated with her, but it was really cute. Oh, <laughs> it was really cute.
4: Uh, so uh, okay, so now again. I put 30 seconds back on the clock there, so that was a total yeah. of 100. That was two minutes even, basically. You got there. How do you feel about two minutes? I think two minutes might work. I think we just have to work out I our pacing. What if I said three minutes?
0: Three
5: minutes would be comfortable.
0: Two and a half. Three minutes would be comfortable.
5: Three? Okay. I'll I don't it. understand
0: I'll... you, man. Whose side are you on? You're weirding me out.
5: It's <laughs> called reverse psychology, Rick. And you walked into my trap. <laughs> you know, I have buddies who I watch that Would be more than happy to come in here and talk <laughs> about loss with me. I have, there little
0: hurts my feelings. I could have Seamus. Like Seamus could call in from you Colorado. You weren't even online last night. I would have loved to I M'd you and talked to you about no, the no. Well, you know what? I'm glad that I know what I know now because I'm glad I wasn't oh, online because this... I can see what a
5: fair weather fan you are. I'm not a
0: fair weather fan. I spent a lot of time watching the episode last night. I had a whole prep session too. I made taquitos. But then I you had to make sure that we only
5: have 90 seconds. I time. had to
0: make sure I had my ginger ale.
5: So you're taking more time preparing your taquitos than you are preparing a segment online. I'll tell you
0: what I'm preparing. I'm preparing for the hell beast that is in the studio here. That's giving me a hard time. You're doing it to love yourself, you. man. You keep, you keep admitting that. You. you.
5: that it was your idea. I love you
0: so much. See, I just actually like having fights with that bed. It's actually pretty dramatic. <laughs> it
5: does. I think it's, kind of it's fun. an instigator. Okay,
0: yeah. so that's
5: could,
4: about it. could we agree on three I was going to say lost in pie minutes, and it's like 3.14, but that's, <gasps> that's dumb. Um, that doesn't make, do make a any variation sense. Of the time. What about the. Uh, 3.42. There you go. Lost in 3.42. Yeah. That makes sense. And is it flows. And it flows linguistically, which is that's yes. why I picked. By the way, that's why I stuck with 90 seconds. 90 seconds is the highest number I could find that still flowed with that was still two syllables. Um, that's why I picked 90. Because mm. anything else mm-hmm. like lost in 349. So what if I said lost in 342? I love it, Sarah.
0: Yes. I love it. I even like just the the imperfection of the number. Now is this something 42. everybody's acquiescing to? So but three, then three minutes like, and 42 seconds. Yes, but yeah. I mean, is this like a thing you're legitimately be okay cool. it
4: you get out on another five. But I just, right. I mean, I want to make sure we're all actually okay, and it's not like, and then later it's going to be, well, you only gave me three minutes no, and 40 seconds we can after do, you. I
5: think we can do this. But what's, the, what's the number pattern?
0: I can't think of it off the top of my skull right it's now. It's bothering me. Well, it's bothering me, mainly because I spent way too much time on my Facebook last night. Okay, so
4: why don't you think on the 345 Okay,
5: second. so it's eight four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three. You can't 42. do that big a number. So let's do,
4: yeah, 3.42. <laughs> all right. Lost in 3.42. Yeah. Lost in 3.42. All right. I'm going to make this bed three minutes and 42 seconds long, and it's still going right. to end uh, the same, same way. way. It's still going <laughs> to.
0: You're really getting on go my nerve. Ah!
4: There you go. Okay. That's kind of cool. All right. We can all agree on this?
5: I, I like completely it. agree with David that. David Walker,
4: you're a witness.
0: Yeah, I, w- I was here. I kind of zoned out for a second. Did you but, feel like it was like what happened when the Tower of Babel crumbled and they all were speaking in tongues?
7: At the end, of like in the Bible. Oh, I was gonna say, was this an episode of Lost? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Let's go
7: out on that joke. Wow. All right, Chris Paddock. Thank you,
0: sir. You're welcome. I didn't even get the chance to talk to you about Angela Lansbury. No. Well, do you want to stick around for the other side? Well, we got, the psych- we got
4: this like we had Tim Chriswell. No. Mm. Psychiatrist? Um, yes, maybe tomorrow.
0: Angela oh, yeah. Lansbury.
4: Let me put it down. Angela Lansbury. Paddock. Angela Lansbury. we're
5: yes. gonna
0: talk about uh, punk show. Oh yeah, punk show. Yeah. yeah. And lost Interior dead. All right. Okay, thank you, Chris Paddock. Thank you, Rick Emerson. Right, thank back you so after much. this with Tim
4: Criswell, the reptile guy and psychologist. More with David Walker and your phone call. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Speaking of crazy, here's a great subject line. This is about lost. WTF. How can I feel like I'm on some sort of mushroom trip when I didn't take anything? This lost thing is strange. My hands. God, look at my hands. They're going to explode. All right, there you go. It's fantastic. These dirty hands. That's 503 uh, 733. Two nine seventy. Uh, let's see, Rick, Sarah. I would like to be. I'm not. I don't have to read all these. I would like to be on record as saying I like the Lost talk. Save this message. Use it next week when Rick tries to say, but the audience hates Lost. Then use it the following week when he tries it again and again. Wash, rinse, repeat, uh, and so forth. All right. And he says, uh, Rick, I'll forget to be mad in half an hour. But do the right thing. Remember, God is watching. All right. So, but we still feel good. The Lost in three forty two.
5: Three forty two. I actually kind of like the. I do. I, I think ninety seconds is way too short. I think. Four minutes, like almost four minutes is perfect.
4: Think about how many things on the show would be better if we limited ourselves to three minutes.
5: And if we need to go over, we'll go over. It's not the end end of the world. I mean, it's good to have that as a a starting
4: point. A case-by-case basis. Exactly. But we use that as a template, as they Mm -hmm. say. Excellent. Hello, David Walker. Hello, how are you? How are you today? I'm doing all right. All right. Uh, So I'll tell you what, uh, in just a moment, uh, we'll bring in uh, Tim Criswell uh, from House of Reptiles, who, of course, was a, I guess, I guess you're always a psychologist. He doesn't practice anymore Uh, for, for a long time. And, um, I think I've got 30 years in my head. And maybe that's right. Maybe it's not. But, um, he's going to talk about how everybody's a little crazy. And by a little, I mean a lot. And by crazy, I mean crazy. And by everybody, I mean everybody. I, I, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, Lisa was on the phone. And I felt, I was talking about the Obama, the tax thing with Tim Geithner. And I was just like apoplectic about it. And I, and I felt like, I, even by my standards, I felt like I was too grumpy. And so I emailed her later on and I said, by the way, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be overly grumpy today but just have you noticed that everybody is crazy? And she emailed back, she's like, oh, no, 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 no problem, don't worry about it, it was great. And she's like, by, by the way, yes, everyone is crazy. So it's not, I don't think it's just in this room or just in this city. I mean, the crazy is right here in this room, but it's, that's only because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll talk about that. Later on in the hour, uh, we'll have David Walker tell a breakup story for our Happy Valentine's Day or Not giveaway contest for proflowers.com. And then we'll do another installment of Video Rodeo, in which David Walker will watch the video that... Uh, And, and I'll tell you what, and for people who've been asking what the website is, this time, when you watch
7: it, I'll give it out to the audience so they can watch it. We'll too. give
5: it out before so we can all watch it together. You know,
7: I'm, I'm supposed to meet someone for lunch after this. So oh, they can come in. Have them come on in here. They'll watch no, no, it really with what you. What
5: kind of food are you having?
7: I, You know, I, the anything, gravy? Or...
5: Anything liquidy?
7: I'm sure. I'm sure. Like a big
5: bowl of tomato soup or something? No,
7: nothing like that. Okay. It all becomes liquid eventually. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, so, uh, hey, Richie
4: Bristol. Hey, Richie Bristol. Can you uh, can you uh, bring Tim Criswell into the studio? Did we fantastic. sing that
5: hey there, Delilah?
4: I was. <laughs> All right. Let's, in the meantime, do a story or two with David
2: Walker at the news desk, 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 desk. desk. And now, from the CBS Radio Center in downtown Portland, this is the news.
7: All right. Well, I think since we, we have stuff we have to move on to, it's very important that we move on to a snuff watch. All right.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, here's your snuff watch for Thursday on the Rick Emerson Radio program. Here's uh, David Walker with your snuff watch.
7: Well, those that aren't fans of punk music and people who aren't fans of punk music, well, they've got problems. Uh, Shelby Mourning the Loss today of Cramp's frontman, Lux Interior, who passed away. Uh, I do believe it was – Sarah, did you see when when this – the story broke today, but I think it happened – It happened yesterday. It happened yesterday. Yeah, I got, a,
5: I got a text message from a friend at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I think.
7: And uh, – for those of you that don't know the Cramps, is, do you have any? Do you have a, a sample of the Cramps, or you?
5: No, but I was actually gonna prep one for to go into the next break. So
7: okay, I will. Um, I, I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, you're you're the punk person, Sarah. So I'd like maybe you to. to...
5: Honestly, I'm not that educated about the Cramps. Like I I know a bunch of their songs. I don't know them like. I don't know a lot of the music very well but I know what a big impact they had on the scene.
7: Yes, well they the Cramps the uh started out in the late 1970s and they were they they were sort of the forerunners of the sort of rockabilly um that that sort of morphing of rockabilly into punk. And, uh, and kind of
5: craziness. Yeah, though, there, yeah, there's
7: craziness. And what was very interesting was they. It was a four person band, but they had two women in the band. I do believe their guitar player and their bass player mm-hmm. were both women. And one of the most bitchin' logos ever. It looks yeah, like yeah. the tales from the crypt font. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and and um if. if you know, if you look around online, you're going to see. I was watching some footage of him today of of again, Mr. Lux Interior. I'm sure that was actually his born his Christian name. It's a cool morning. name though. I, I mean, it's, cool it's, name. it's so better than like, what's your name? on Johnny Vomit, you know,
4: or whatever. Like, it's 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 kind of cool. It has a style to it. I like it.
7: But um, you know, go online. I I, I found this on uh, on Google on the just his, his death notice, and and there's this concert footage of this guy and the Cramps are just amazing this is this was from a concert back in 1981 and really when you watch you know um, like the Stooges, you know Iggy Pop during his prime, when you right. watch the Cramps during their prime, Bad Brains, groups like that, you really see like there's nobody out there today that's doing anything that can hold a candle to what those guys are doing. So, and I, I'm sure you'll be talking about it Sunday. We're actually program, yeah, we're gonna you, be
5: highlighting a bunch of Cramp songs. So I think we already have um, like four or five on the playlist. And right? I, what
7: program is that?
5: It's the Punk Show on Sunday nights on KUFO, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Hosted by myself and Lisa Wood of KUFO came.
4: And I have to plead a little ignorance to that. I just it, and Punk is one of those things that I just I have I guess so I, I say this about this is like I say about Star Trek that I have I guess more knowledge than the average person but not like in no way am I any kind of a punk authority especially because it's just so I mean talking about punk is like saying metal there's just so many different types of so variations genre. and I just you know and I lean more toward the I lean more toward the the ultra melodic kind of stuff but so I just but I know that but it's one of those bands you always hear about like their influence is obviously everywhere
7: well you know and the thing too is that is that punk more so than all the other types of music, especially what was emerging in the 70s and 80s, was that it was it was much more grassroots and regional. So you have these bands that could be just absolutely huge, and unless you were a diehard punk fan, you might not you know if you're out right. of like Cleveland, you might not know unless you're like really diehard about the bands that came out of Cleveland. It was all very regional. Um, but the Cramps are one of those bands that definitely made it you know again like the Dead Kennedys or Black Flag that sort of took it. You know, part of the whole uh, the movement that took place during the, the mid 70s on into the well, year. and
4: because the crossover, I think, just uh, the crossover of punk into the mainstream was a series of unlike a lot of unlike a lot of uh, genres of music where suddenly there is the definitive act that brings them into the mainstream. And you know, with the country, a good example of that is is Garth Brooks. Yes, where. You know, there was one day there was no Garth Brooks. The next day there was Garth Brooks, and everybody on Earth was wearing, like, a rugby shirt and a cowboy hat. And But with punk, it wasn't really that way. I mean, people can say, like, Green Day or Nirvana or whatever, but those are still, those are very late stage. You know, even, like, the Sex Pistols. And, like, let me, you know, let me say this. Let me go.
7: That's what I have to say about Green Day. And even, like, the Ramones. You know, the Ramones even never. Green Day? You know, it's not that I don't like Green Day, but they're not punk. You know, no, we can't start so. this discussion. No, we I, really can't. Yeah, just going to start yeah. making me angry? I, the, but,
4: but like the Ramones never, I mean, I think probably it's different now, but the Ramones, uh, when, when the band was active, no record of theirs ever sold more than 100,000 copies, yeah. ever. Uh, and so it was a series, as much as people knew about them, many more people knew about the Ramones than ever bought their records. Yeah. Uh, it took the Sex Pistols. I think it took Nevermind the Bollocks. I think it was in 95 they said it had finally gone gold. And it took like 20 years. Yeah, Um, long time. And so it's a series of incremental steps, and like you said, it was a lot of regionals, like Black Flag, Mm -hmm. you know, where if you were like an East Coast person, Black Flag, and you know, Bad Brains, and uh, Minor Threat. And they were, you know, especially Minor Threat was one of those, like, if you were in D.C., like, Minor Threat was the deal. Like, that was the band, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, and I just, you know, and I don't know a lot about that because it was such pockets of musicality.
7: Yeah. And then the West Coast, they had, you know, uh whether it was the Vandals or I believe the Vandals were out of the West Coast. I love the Vandals. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah they're out
5: of the um, California.
7: You know, Dead Kennedys, they were out of the Bay Area. And then again, you go back to, like, the Meat Men, they were out of, you know, the, the East Coast. So it is it is, it's, you could spend a lifetime... Like just studying it and never even have to listen to the music. Yeah, it's, and so
4: it's, I find the genealogy of music sometimes to be more interesting than than some of the specific bands. I would agree, it's, 100%. Yeah. All right, there you go. So there's your snuff watch, ladies and gentlemen, for Thursday on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Final no question here, where we welcome Tim Criswell. David Walker, in your, and there's no right or wrong answer to this, in your estimation,
7: first punk band. First punk band, MC5. All right, fair enough. There you go. Because
4: it's interesting, because everybody gives a slightly different answer, or I guess an entirely different answer to that. Um, there's, uh, there's a guy, uh, Sarah and I used to work with uh, Greg over at, uh, he's a, at, uh, at I'm Kano Kano. Portland. Well, your accent sounds fake, Sarah. It's <laughs> almost like you're, um, it's almost. No,
5: no, no, I've lived in America for only 20 years.
4: It's almost like you're affecting that uh, to sound cool uh, to the Portland. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen,
1: <laughs> really?
5: I'm sorry.
4: I'm no, sorry. it's I, your allergies are acting
5: Yes.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you're a bad person. Um, but uh, Greg was his Greg at, at KNRK. His whole thing was, the, and I can't really dispute this. Uh, his, his whole thing was the Kings were the first punk band. And it was that stripped down, da da, da da, the big power cord and whatever, so. Alright. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's see, how I've got the, uh, and I have to use this, it's like a requirement. We use the. Who knows the future? Why, Criswell, of course. Uh, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show. Tim Criswell, hello, sir. How are you? i uh, have Do me a favor. Get right up on that. Just like me. Just get right up in here. I'll move the microphone to you. I'll bring the mountain to Muhammad. There we go. All right. Just do me a favor. Stay kind of right up on it like it. this.
1: I was about to fall off my chair. Was there you the, go. Hold the original part. I don't
7: like that chair. That's why I don't
1: sit in there. It's the, uh, the, it's the, it's the, the,
9: the, the nodding chair. One?
1: No. All right. Try that now. Will that work?
4: Yeah, there you go. All, All right. right. Uh, so thank you for joining us today. I, just, I want to make sure that I get uh, this sort of background right here because uh, it just. Full disclosure. So, uh, so Tim Criswell was on uh, Outlook Portland uh, a month, month and a half ago, around yeah. Christmas, time, something like that. Yeah. And you were a—I guess you're always a psychologist. You don't practice anymore.
1: Well, I think technically you're not a psychologist once you once your license lapses. You so. burn it, and Do mine you? has an effigy. Yeah, like a new dance on the lawn of it's, Reed College. It's gone. And, All right. After having done that for 30 years. So. so
4: you were a psychologist for 30 years. Now is that is a psychologist? Is that like a? Is that one of those things where, like, you're a psychologist specializing in, and then it was like a specific kind of
1: mental breaking? Well, you can do that in school. You can specialize in school. As often as not, what ends up happening is you specialize in where you get a job. Right. Um, I ended up specializing in um, not only clinical psychology, which is typically working with major mental illness, but also in chemical dependency. A lot of um, the folks that I worked with had dual disorders. All right.
4: And so you were a psychologist for 30 years, and that... I mean, as uh, I mean, first of all, it must pay well, and there's always crazy people.
1: So, what is he like? Why, why did you leave? Why, why always the leaving? Why did you leave psychology? It doesn't pay real well, um, and you're right. I mean, the, there's lots of folks to to work with. You're not going to run out of business anytime soon, right? Well, for me, it was just as much as anything. I just felt finished with it. I'd done it for 30 years. I was not burned out. Um, I loved many of the people that I'd worked with, both as clients, patients, and as um, Staff. But is it I, just depressing? I'm finished with it. Do you go some? I mean, would you like if you are a, psych, a psychologist? You just go home.
4: Sometimes you know you just like sitting. I'm just going to go home and drink a big bottle that's of Yukon Jack. That's why it's useful
1: to have a dog and lots of booze in the house. Right. <laughs>
4: Excellent. Right. And by the way, he is a psychologist, so that's that's his advice. By the way, that's uh, um, the and real quickly the
1: difference between. What is the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist? A psychologist has a Ph.D., a doctorate in psychology, Uh and then is licensed through the state. The psychiatrist is a physician, an M.D. And it's like a chemicals in your brain kind of a guy? Mostly what they do is prescribe psychotropic medication. All right. Psychotropic is just sort of a fun... It's
5: kind of a scary-sounding word, actually.
4: Doesn't it sound like a planet or like a kind of science fiction, maybe? Like
5: a tropical psychopath?
4: Exactly. Um, Psychotropic, he only kills people below the equator. The uh, psychotropic also sounds like Commander USA from Commander USA's groovy movies where he would show these awful B like these grindhouse films and he would show them on a super telepsychotronic screen. Uh, Anyway, he looked like Schneider from one day at a time. We're going to move on. So let me ask you this. And we've talked a lot today uh, and and in fact every day about the the crazy not only here but just kind of out, you know, just out and around. So we had this discussion out with Portland. It was so good that I wanted to have you kind of come on here is it just our imagination, like, is it just us when we look around and feel like everybody in the country is kind of getting a little wobbly upstairs?
1: No, it's not just you. I think pretty much everybody has that
4: assessment. I mean, but is it is it an assessment or is it, again, just in your opinion, is it that everybody kind of feels that way or is it everybody is noticing something that is actually
1: happening? Well, both. I think the, the reason we feel that way is because there are things um, that are happening that don't make much sense. Um, one of the... Measures of that I forget now who came up with this a long time ago, but one of the measures of the ma- m- maturity in either an individual or a culture are the th- what they call the three a 's ambiguity, ambivalence, and anxiety, and your capacity to manage those effectively so what, give me an example of what that would be um, well to to be able to experience anxiety un- uneasiness without having to um, get drunk like a full breakdown about it or whatever blame somebody that you can just manage that feeling and kind of move through it and then get on about your business so like managing ambiguity is that uncertainty or what is what is that um ambiguity is a, a lack of clarity that something doesn't um make a whole lot of sense and i think part of what people do when when they are having a difficult time managing ambiguity is that they move towards fundamentalism they move towards Concrete thinking and things become black and white, and um, I, you know I think most of it's probably really gray. Right. And is that where people start to cling
4: to really extreme beliefs or views or ideologies because it's like Absolutely. that's the uh, because uh, for example if you're a president who. Doesn't really seem to have it all together upstairs, but, you know, I like the fact that he stands for something. And that's that's the thing, right? I mean, people would say, right. as Stephen Colbert said, you know, George Bush believed the same thing Wednesday that he believed Monday, no matter what happened on Tuesday. Right. And there is something that sort of is appealing about that because it's like a clarity of vision, even if it's like a crazy vision. Yeah. Something to adhere to. Yeah. Right. All right. So here's the big question, and this is the high concept thing that we talked about on, on, on the TV show. If the country, if the United States of America, just as a generally speaking, were to come into your office, you were still a practicing psychologist, and the country comes in and says, "Boy, I don't know, I'm just, uh, boy, I'm having a real bad time. I'm feeling really, uh, I'm feeling really weird about things lately, doc. I, uh, boy, it's just, uh, I'm stressed, is what I am. Boy, how am I stressed? How would you diagnose the United States'
1: mental state right now if it were a patient? I think part of what you and I talked about, which I, I still makes sense for me, is that I'm not sure that it's diagnosable in that I think that we are in adolescence. Um, I mean, if you look at a lot of things that are going on now, a, a kind of a narcissism, self-centeredness, um, greed, uh, lack of value orientation, tendency to blame others, um, a lot of that's kind of, those are the hallmarks of adolescence and the struggle of moving through adolescence to something more meaningful. Um, and adolescence isn't a disease, right. at least not yet. Um, you know, so I, I think it's not diagnosable in that regard. So do you think it's just so that is, is
4: something that we, as a country, would eventually grow out of? In other words, you think this kind of craziness is just because we still are? I'm mean, only like two hundred and whatever, two hundred and thirty years old, two hundred and thirty-four years old. Right. And so, is that a thing that the cultures sort of move beyond, or is it, or are we always just going to be like every time the
1: stock market goes down, everybody just freaks out? Well, I think that remains to be seen. A lot of it is uh, kind of relative. I think about. I remember hearing my parents talk about um, where things were heading, as it seemed to them, um, and it seemed to them that things were getting worse. Um, it seems to me that things are more difficult as I've watched them as I've grown up. Um, I think kids have a lot greater ills to have to manage in negotiating um life than I used to, and then my parents reported having to right um so it, you know I think a lot of it has to be written yet, and a lot of those um answers we don't know, and we're talking to uh, Tim Criswell, and by the way, at the end of, we will kind of talk about
4: the House of reptiles at the end because the transition from like psychologist to reptile guy is fascinating to me. Uh, so back to this business of the country if the if the United States were sort of a patient coming and asking to be uh, diagnosed or at least to to talk to you about what's going on. So sometimes people come in and they got like a, a trauma in their childhood or a traumatic event or something, a, a, a defining incident happened to them and it caused some mental break or you know, whatever. If you were to look at uh, America, so what, do you see anything like that? Do you see any traumatic incidents in our uh, childhood, for lack of a better word, that caused the country to kind of be the way we are now?
1: Well, I think the most recent one was nine eleven. I think there were others before that that you and I talked about too. That you know, the Kennedy assassination, the Martin Luther King. Um, so you think that murder. stuff has a real, has a lasting impact Absolutely. on how the mental state of a country? If you talk to anybody who was alive back then, they'll confirm that. they'll They'll say, "I know where I was when I found out about that," and they'll be able to talk about the feeling they had when they were. Became aware of it. Absolutely, it does. So
4: if if somebody came in and presented some of the maybe the symptoms or at least the behaviors that, that the country has right now that our, our society has, what would you? I mean, what is what do you even say? What is the what is the step? What do they do? How do they fix it?
1: Well, that's I, I don't know that there's anything that everybody should do. There are certainly things that um are generally good, and I kind of think about it about you know how would you work with an adolescent. Um, in in that we've made this analogy, Um, I think part of what people need is a a sense of connection to something. Um, Your job, for those of us who are still employed, um, can be that. It's not necessarily that for everybody, but that's one place that it comes. Um, A a relationship um, with somebody meaningful is someplace. But you need to have something that you're connected to that you can kind of hold on to when times get um, difficult. You need a support system. And for some people, that's two good friends, for others, it needs to be a lot bigger than right. that. Um, but you need to have some of those things in place. I think you need to have um, visual and um, auditory images of um, of hope, of something positive. I mean, if you, you, you can't uh, watch the TV or listen to the radio these days without just being inundated, bombarded with negative images. Right. These are all the things that are going wrong. I think we need some things to... To watch and listen to that give us a sense of hope, and that there are some people out there that are doing something to make a difference. There are companies that aren't driven by greed. Um, you know, I, I think some of that's really can be really useful, and there's a lot more we can do with it. I think than we're doing. Now. I was going to say the Rick Emerson
4: show is the answer, but I am solely driven by greed, so I I'm, <laughs> I'm out of the running there. Um, so based on the way, and again, if you talk about the country being an adolescent, and a lot of our you know the problems, or our challenges, the, the, the our mental state right now is adolescence. So what else? I, I mean, what else is on the horizon? Like, what what else is what else is waiting for us uh, out there in terms
1: of just kind of a generalized sort of state of you know our mental state? What, what's what's looming? Mm-hmm. More struggles? You know, I, part of the function of that for somebody moving from adolescence to young adulthood is that the the challenges and the struggles that are um, commonly associated with that help you define your value system, and I think that's kind of part of what we've seen in this most recent election. Um, although you know, it seems like that the country is as polarized now as it's ever been. So it's almost like there's still there's just two sets of values right. to adhere to, and I'm not sure that that's the answer either. But part of this really helps you figure out where you're at.
4: Just going through something like we are now with the, the economy and,
1: I mean, it's all the stuff everybody knows, the
4: economy and the divisive election and this never-ending war and all this. I mean, does it is that old thing about, well, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. I mean, is that is that even No, that's, that's true? not
1: true. No. Well, well thanks. You, you, I'm going home. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> How you you can, I'm going to take a go cry. You, you, you can. It can be helpful to, if you get through it, but not everybody gets through it. I mean, right. anybody who's who's worked with people who struggle emotionally and. Um, cognitively have lots of stories about people who did not make it through their struggles. Right. So it's not just that simple. Um, and, and obviously, and just uh, you know, probably
4: not specific, but just in a generalized sense, and this sounds like a like a basic question, but for anybody, an individual out there specifically, who's just, you know, and everybody, everybody has those days where you wake up, and it's just, as my wife said, my wife has this thing she says. She said that some days she's just under a doom cloud, and it's like you feel like Pigpen from Peanuts, but there's a <laughs> cloud just over you that's just raining only on you. But, I mean, there's some days where it's like that's every day. It's two, three days, four days, a week, a month, where it's just every day. It's like, oh, God. And it's just, it it becomes this. Henry Rollins said this thing one time. He said, uh, he had this journal entry he wrote, um, and he said, uh, he said, when I'm in the grip of depression, I can't remember feeling any other way ever. And I think for some people, though, it does become an ongoing thing. So what do they, just as a first step, uh, what do they Somebody wakes up and they're like that all the time. What do they do?
1: Well, ask for help. You know, ask a, if it's really hard for you to imagine asking a professional and ask a family member or ask a friend, let them um, be a shoulder for you and, and then follow their guidance. You know, if they if those people who are close to, you know, you end up saying something to you like maybe you want to talk to somebody about this, somebody who has the skills to maybe help you move through this, then pay attention to them. You know, use your resources, latch on to something. All right? Connect. Tim,
4: Tim Criswell. And so uh, psychologist for 30 years and then now you're on. House of reptiles, tiles, tiles. Uh, why reptiles? Because they're fun. Well, okay, who can, who can disagree with that? What is the coolest thing you
1: have or sell? Well, we don't sell them, but just just this oh, it's morning, just sort of like a display. Was, well, this one particular. Okay, right? well, just this morning I was cleaning the cage of our 13 foot long king cobra. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Now we had there was a guy who brought a king cobra into the studio one time, and I shrieked
4: like a woman, by the way, and I stood on top of that refrigerator over there. be <laughs> fun. Um, now, is that like you have to get a, uh, like a
1: special aid to pass a test or something to own own one of those? Some animals are prohibited by the state. This particular one is not. Actually, most of what they prohibit in terms of venomous animals are um, North American rattlesnakes. Um but even if it is prohibited by the state, I've got a permit that lets me have some of those. Things. Because you are to increase well. Yeah. What the, you can own a cobra but not a rattlesnake? That just seems weird. Yeah. This is like, are they just flipping a coin? Uh, a monster. The, sure. The state prohibits animals based on if they're released, might they live here and then oh, I compete see. with native species? Set up shop. They're not really protecting the public at this point. So if you would like to release
4: a, a rattlesnake, it's going to go off and make little rattlesnakes and then I'm going to be dead. Uh, but if you were to release it, what happened? If, okay, let me get King Cobra. So, what if you just took the King Cobra? Let's assume for the moment uh, that, it, that it wasn't defanged or whatever. You just took it, a regular cobra, right off the cobra boat or whatever, and you tossed it outside here in the Northwest. Could it live? No. And it would just, even if there was an, it would just, the
1: climate would kill it? They're tropical or subtropical, so they're not going to be alive long. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. See, so that
4: is, that is somewhat comforting. Uh, and, uh, you know, so forth. Uh, after the King Cobra, the second
1: coolest thing at the House of Reptiles is. Well, we. Um, do you remember a few months ago when we rescued, or when there was an alligator found on the Springwater Bicycle Trail in ever. Yes, yes, I do. He lives with us now. But he's found a home. Have you named him? No. All right. I, I think his former owner named him Godzilla or something. Now that's just, just dumb. equally. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't know. No, no, no. I'm glad that you just, you know, no name is better than that. Name. We just call
4: him Gator. All right. Uh, website. How do people find out about House of Reptiles?
1: Well, they can call us at 503-722-1992. We're in Tigard on Pacific Highway. Um, 792-1992? Mm-hmm. Okay. And our website is www.house, H-O-U-S-E, dash of... Dash Reptiles dot com.
4: All right, House of Reptiles dot com. Uh, we'll
1: put the uh, website
4: up for that, and it's five zero three seven nine two nineteen ninety two seven two two. Oh, I'm sorry, seven two two nineteen ninety two. All right, excellent. Uh, I hope you come back and uh, join us again at some point in the future. It's something less depressed. All right. Well,
5: Can you bring I'm, in some reptiles next time to w- scare the crap out of Rick? I would love rip.
1: to. Yeah, that that'll I'd be a big laugh for I'd love to see him on everybody. the refrigerator. That would be fun.
4: It's easier than you might imagine. Sir. <laughs> you <All laughs> right. should
5: look up the video on it. It's actually pretty hilarious. You don't need the biggest pansy. Here.
4: No, it's no. Uh, you, you can live with us. Well, I knew he was afraid of alligators, but I'm afraid of everything pretty anyway. much. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tim Criswell. All right, back after this, ladies and gentlemen, with Happy Valentine's Day or not, and after that. Video rodeo with David Walker. Stay there, it's the Rick Emerson show. Here's the cramps. I was a teenage werewolf. the Rick Emerson radio program. Mm-hmm. That was just adorable what you did right there. 503 <laughs> 733 uh Coming up here in just a uh, skosh, we'll do another installment of Video Rodeo with David Walker. Uh, it's just, you know, the great thing, here's the thing, is that Sarah and I were talking about this yesterday, because Sarah's been kind of reading some of her breakup stories or telling some of her breakup stories, and we're going to have But uh...
5: David Walker missed all of them.
7: That, I, I'm bummed. The oh, you got to go back and listen to the podcast. They're I'm going. going to. I'm going to because I'm. I'm. i Because something tells me Sarah's got some 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 doozies and some stories. But
4: the thing is, without even asking you, I mean, we just sort of said like, I just wrote it down. Thursday, David Walker will tell one. Like I didn't have to check. I just <laughs> yeah. knew. Uh, and then tomorrow, Aaron Duran. So that'll be fun. Okay. Uh, join us tomorrow, by the way, when our guests will also include uh, formerly of the Portland Monthly, Poison Waters, will be in the studio with us. And uh, we'll talk about the CBS Radio Theater upcoming and so forth. All right. So uh, every day this week, we are giving away a $75 gift card to proflowers.com. The deal is you go to 970.am. Still time to to, to win for tomorrow. Go to 970.am. You tell your breakup story, divorce story, what have you. And uh, 200 words or less, if we read it on the air, you win a $75 gift card to ProFlowers. Dot .com to get a dozen sweet expression roses for 39.99, a second dozen free. Go to proflowers.com, click the microphone on the upper right-hand corner, you type in Emerson or call 1-800-proflowers and mention my last name for that uh, deal. The offer expires Friday it's at proflowers.com. All right, so this one's actually relatively tame. I mean, as opposed to the one about the I caught my wife on a transgender dating site and she was scanning all my bank records. Um,
5: and what was the one yesterday? I was trying to recount it for somebody
4: Uncontrollable else. flatulence. uh uh-huh. He woke up in the middle of the night. The woman was dressing, and then uh, they were in Vegas, by the way. She was dressing, and he never saw her again. Uh, and I think they traveled to Vegas together, and he woke up, and she was dressing, and then she just left and found her own way home and never called him back. And then the one on Monday was, on Monday we had this. Uh, a, woman, a woman's son was getting married, so they were at the, her son's wedding, and her then-husband got really drunk and hit on her daughter.
7: Oh, I did. I heard that one. Yeah. That yeah. No, one that's, I heard. No, that's that cool. was... Um, well, how'd you miss Sarah's then? It was right next to it. Because you know what happened? I got to wherever I was driving to oh. and was, as I was telling Sarah during the break, it always seems like I get to where I'm going right when the broadcast is getting good and then... So you don't know about the penis molding? No,
4: no. All right. Well, you've got a. I I envy you. You've got a whole world of discovery out of you. All right. Here is today's submission. Uh, and we'll just do a first name on this. All right. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we give you today's Happy Valentine's Day or not ProFlowers.com Breakup story. This comes to us from Cain. By the way, I can't uh, stress enough how anticlimactic this one is. It just says, but we are picking these more or less randomly. After eight months... That is eight. After eight months, I was told that I was moving too fast for her
7: by wanting a kiss at the end of a date. (laughs) I'm not laughing because I've heard that sort of nonsense before
4: she then went to Europe for the summer and left me with the lyrics of a pop song tacked on my door to explain how she felt but then they don't tell me what pop song it was it's very frustrating anyway he says I was obsessed for months I needed an intervention to get over it alright there you go happy Valentine's Day so that was not too terrible the eight months and then a kiss is kind of funny I wish he or she I guess it's a I guess it's a he uh, had said what the pop song was it's been really all things considered that's just like a I don't even count almost mm-hmm. Well, you know, congratulations. You have won a $75 gift card to proflowers.com. And now, really just for purposes of comparison, I give you David Walker with a breakup story that I haven't heard in advance.
7: All right. Well, first off, I just I want to say that one of the things that I'm guilty of, aside from having bad taste in women, is that um, as a storyteller, someone who writes and, and likes to talk, and I've actually made a movie about my dating experiences. That's a real pick. What is that movie called, David Walker? Damaged Goods. Um, <laughs> I, I love to have a good story to tell. So sometimes I'll stick it out in a relationship longer than I should just because I know there's going to be more good stories to tell.
4: You are a bad and great person.
7: So this one goes way back. And this isn't necessarily the worst breakup I ever experienced. I just think it's probably one of the more entertaining ones. Um, This was Crazy Liz, and we called her Crazy Liz because she was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Crazy. Crazy Liz one night tells me we're in bed. We have just finished an act having of love. An act of love, yes. Um, as as lovely and tender as it was, and she tells me, we didn't even have our clothes on at the time. She says, we have to break up and stop having sex together because you remind me too much of my brother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, she leaves, and then six months later, she just shows up at my door again. This, The look on Sarah's face is sort of the look on my face. There's a knock on the door. I open the door. There's crazy Liz. And I said to her, what are you doing here? And she said, well, I haven't, we haven't talked in a while. And I looked at her and I said, well, we broke up. No, we didn't. Yeah, remember, I reminded you too much of your brother. Oh, yeah, no, but that just meant I wanted to take a little break. (laughs) So, yeah, that's, um, wow. Yeah. And so, but then, did you? No, I didn't get back together with her. But did you? Did you bonk her I mean, No, I didn't. I didn't. I I didn't. really? You sent yeah. her away? I sent her away. She was um, I mean, she was just really. There, that was just one. That was the final breakup with her. There was like three before that. Um, one of them was she um, she was a nanny, and we'd gotten into an argument, and so rather than discuss things with me, she she went to the kid that she <laughs> takes. Took care of and had him call me oh, and wow. explain to me why I he was like ten at the Liz time. Listen, you don't care about her feelings. Yeah, that that was exactly what it was, and I I said to him, "Listen, son, <laughs> someday you'll be a grown up and you'll realize that your nanny is crazy." <laughs> um. So yeah, there. I mean, there was a lot of crazy little stories, but but to this day, I've never met anybody who's had anybody break up with them because. You remind me too much of my brother. Did you even
4: uh, attempt to clarify in what ways you reminded her of the brother? Or was that just the big, the, the bullet point was enough? I
5: don't think no. you need to, like, clarify. No, especially you, if
4: you're naked. You, yeah, you don't I want guess to that's know. True. Like, you
5: don't yeah. want to delve into that.
4: I guess that's, uh, yeah, maybe yeah, too much knowledge. Yeah,
7: no. And 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 she definitely, I mean, she had more than baggage. She had, she had you know, if she was at the airport, she would have gotten hit with the excessive baggage. fee. <laughs> she had more than Issues she had subscriptions, so Excellent. yeah, that was crazy, Liz. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you David Walker.
4: Back after this with Video Rodeo, Episode uh, Three. Uh, Tom Lycus Likas, Likas One Hundred One at Five. Michael Mara Show at Seven. Don't forget uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Portland Pilots versus Gonzaga, uh, right here on this radio station. That is it's tonight at seven thirty. I'm going in with the Rick Emerson Show. Continues next. We now enter the saddest part of the broadcasting day, the final segment of the Rick Emerson radio program. And yes, I know that once again I have not gotten the zombie question. But that's okay. You know, the breakup story was really worth it, though. Thank I was uh, very much. Yeah, was, that I was, was well done.
5: Hey, did you go to my website yet, Rick, and see a picture of me and Morgan Grace's breasts?
4: No, no. Let me do that now. By now, I mean right now. Uh, <laughs> by the way, it's five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. We're going to get some calls here in a second as we uh, hurtle toward the top of the hour, and then uh, we'll do video rodeo with David Walker. He's and
9: really excited about I did, it.
4: I, I can't. This Wait, time I'm going to give you the website, by the way, so let me just real quickly. Um, SarahXDillon.com. All right. Uh, what do you mean it's you and Morgan Grace's breasts?
5: Well, I interviewed her. Oh, about... hello. <laughs> when I did the Portland Music Awards with my friend Jay, we were um, interviewing people for One well, Week, and uh, and Morgan was one of the people. I, that. Uh,
4: I like that photo.
5: I like her. She's uh, awesome.
4: Make that me, too. I'm going to make that my wallpaper. I'm not really going to do that because that would be weird. But I'm, ju- I'm just saying, that's a, why is she pulling up her shirt and showing you her? Uh, why? I mean, not I that know. I. I mean, I'm, look, however it happened, I don't need to see the math, I guess. I just, uh, you know, the sum is fine. I'm just wondering how this came to be. This I'm is not
5: sure. At the Crystal Ballroom or Lola's convince room? I can people to do things sometimes, or else they just want to do things.
4: Well, you know, you, can I just say this real quickly? Just we don't have time to, to dwell on this. But you have kind of a variation on that storm power. That, like, you know what I mean? That, like, women around you will kind of uh, exhibit a behavior that one typically... You kind of turn women a little gay. Do you know what I mean? Just a little bit. Maybe not, like, full-on, like, Storm. Because Storm is like a death ray, oh, like a like lesbo ray.
5: Totally. I mean, I remember when <laughs> Delaney and I went there for the first time... Delaney was the straightest person I know, and she's like, I want to have... Relations with that lady.
4: Completely. And I think you have uh, maybe a, a variation on that. So Morgan's not uh, trying to like hump it out with you, but no, she's no, no. pulling up her shirt she's for you.
5: She's rad, though. I, yeah. I really enjoy Morgan. I'm she a... does it a couple times in the video.
4: <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm going to put that on my day planner. All right. Hey, uh, here's something to look forward to or not. Uh, the website is glassass, just like it sounds, kids, G-L-A-S-S, A-S-S.com, ass Dot com. Hey, let me stress this. Not safe for work.
5: Really, really, really not safe for um, work. What? Do I Do
4: have, have to click on way. it now? Uh, well, don't start it, but open it. Uh, maximize the window, please.
5: it's will wait like 40 okay. seconds so that right. people can... Let's
4: all right. There see. you go. All right. Well... And all... Sarah, will you go over and uh, we, uh, make sure that I... Mm-hmm. Is it there, David, or... Oh yeah. All right. Is it back at the beginning? It's at the yeah. All right. So I'll give you a second here to go to glassass.com <laughs> and the video is what about two minutes long? Did you say how long it is? Like it two two forty-two. All right. So That's we should probably two
7: and a half We should probably start right. Yeah, Let's start. Now. I, okay. I'm, I'm going to warn you guys. I'm not going to make it this far into it. How long do you think you'll make it? Just guess. Ballpark. 15 seconds. Oh no, come you on. Come to on. Be a man. man. Oh I. I'm a, I'm a man. I'm so manly. I don't need to prove my manliness. That's <laughs> oh yeah. You, David Walker, You can do some video judo on me. All right.
4: Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are now going to yes. press play at glassass.com at 3, 2, 1, press play.
7: All right, I press play. Rick
4: Emerson's just potted down, sir.
7: Oh, right.
4: boy. Rick Emerson's video rodeo happening now. Oh, boy. Yeah, and he's yeah. Um, watching the screen. No, should
5: the popcorn song to play or something.
4: Uh, oh. oh, this is just... <laughs> you know, I, uh, yeah, I Wait, hold on. I've got the... Uh, I think I've got, got the popcorn know. song over here.
7: Yeah, I've you see, I've seen enough at this point. Yeah. No, know. no, see, but that's the... You, see, you think that that's the case.
4: Uh, you believe you've seen enough, but I don't oh, I don't really know goodness. that that's true.
7: Well, you haven't even watched it. Are you watching it now? Oh, no, no. no. Kind of, what at you, at F no? What are you kidding me? No,
4: I'm looking at Morgan Grace's boobs. Ah, yeah, I see. What
7: that is. This is really... Where new. are we
4: at time-wise in the
7: video? We are at 41 seconds in. Okay. Okay, I looked away now. You should look like back I'm, though. Yeah, I. Oh. Yeah. Oh, this is. Do I? I, I mean, this is really like. What this is this. Like, I'm a demented person. Don't get me wrong. But
5: you to just think in your mind that it's fake. But it's not fake. But That's, maybe it is. No.
7: Oh, 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 oh. And so what's you know what's wrong with this guy? You know, and this isn't grossing me out so much as it's just really, really just like what getting is wrong me with agitated. Yeah. It's like what? What did your parents do to you? And maybe his parents. <laughs> to do something that's wrong with them. But it's like I don't want to see this. None of us wanna see well, I'm watching it obviously, but I don't want to see it. And you know, and the thing is is like This is everything that's wrong with society. Right here. Wow, really? Oh. Okay. I'm I I'm at I'm at one thirty five and I'm done. I You're are you you're bagging out now? Yeah. There's
5: yeah. some bigger chunks still to come. Yeah, I know. Really?
7: Yeah, so to speak. It's, it's and it's but you know, this is a thing, like, um I uh you know, I've got some friends in the porn industry, and, and, and people are sex workers and on stuff, and to each their own. It, 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 I am I, I said earlier, I'm more than content with someone telling me about things like this. But this is just like... There's the actual seeing them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's... I just don't get it. I don't get, you know... And the other thing I don't get is... What is, what's running through your head when you think, hmm, I want to? <laughs> I, I remember years ago someone sent me a um a link to a website and I was stupid enough to click on it. This is back in the early days of the internet when you didn't necessarily think to do these things. And the website was something like upthebutt.com. <laughs> and so you click on it and the. First... Let's be let's be very careful here. Uh, yeah, look, it was it was stuff like bowling pins. Oh and wow, yeah. All right. like yeah. the whole thing. Uh, quite a bit. You can, you, you know, you can fit a lot up there, from what I'm told. <laughs> We're speaking now medically. He's David Walker. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen,
4: David Walker. You can read more of his musings at badassmofo.com oh, with Z's or the David Walker site. Dot com. We want to thank Tim Criswell, by the way. He can be found at house-ofs-reptiles.com. house of with dashes. I'll put that on the website tonight. And thank you um, for
5: sharing your breakup story, David
4: Walker. No, really no thank, honestly, you. thank you.
7: Thank you very much for listening.
4: Uh, we also want to thank Senior radio correspondents, <coughs> pardon me, Lisa Desjardins, and uh, James Roop. Join us tomorrow when I guess we'll include Poison Waters, formerly the uh, Portland Monthly, uh, as well as Aaron Geek in the City of Duran, and our final breakup story of the week. Rick Emerson, show produced today, and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah Spillin for AM 970, the talker in the newsroom, David Walker on the phones, Richard Bristol, the gatekeeper, Dave Zinn, webmistress, Bridget from upstairs, and, of course, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru, Susan. Don't F with me, Reynolds. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Like us next, like us 101 at 5, Michael Mara show at 7, and Pilots vs. Gonzaga the Night at 7.30 right here on AM 970. See you tomorrow. What's up to You're going to love my nuts.